All right, y'all, let's get this healing party started. It's the Robert Scab Bell Show, the 30th of January, 2024. Back in studio after a successful celebration for mom's 90th. And boy, did, well, she danced the night away. I was just kind of observing going, oh my gosh, how does that happen at 90? Pretty impressive. And then we had a nice broadcast yesterday from uh, her broadcast studio, her dining room, basically. I hope you enjoyed that. And we even got to meet my nephew, uh, my, my sister's eldest. Uh, that was fun. But today we got even more fun. It's always a celebration when my friend Ann Archer Butcher joins me on the air. We've done Sunday conversations. We've done many shows over the years. She's one of the most popular guests I've ever had. I don't know why. I do know why, because she's awesome and she's got the greatest stories. We're going to revisit the dolphin saved her life story as well. That leads us into vibrational or energetic healing or medicine that uh, harms and doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't harm. In fact, it's the opposite. Of course, you see how that it how it goes in the West. We think harm. No, don't need it. Energetic medicine, vibrational medicine. It is helpful. It is healing. It is empowering. And it helped her husband. Alden, survive cancer. More than that, even thrive afterwards. We'll talk about that. And then a uh, first-time guest, another supermodel on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Kim Alexis. Remember Kim Alexis? She's uh, into natural health and healing as well, and we'll hear her story in hour two. Stick around. We also have a homeopathic hit that will uh, help you with your rheumatic issues, sinus issues, ear issues. There's a lot of stuff going on. Throat issues. If you're a speaker or singer, you'll want to know about this one. And with that, let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Here's Robert Scott Bell. Did you ever come to the conclusion that healing is not about poisoning you back to health? It's one of those, you know, questions you're like, come to, uh, wait a second. Hold on a second. You mean I'm not suffering from a deficiency of any toxicological burden or poison? And I don't need more poison to get out of the mess I'm in. And I say that just with memories, you know, how, coming off of my mom's 90th birthday celebration, you can't help but reflect and look back in time and say, well, how did we get here? And how did we overcome the challenges that we face getting here? And a big part of my journey, you know, if you're a longtime listener to the Robert Scott Bell Show, was my health journey. My challenges from zero to age 24 to overcome the many ailments, illnesses, symptoms, et cetera, that I suffered from, not because uh, I was deficient in any medication because I, we had all the medication we wanted. You know, back in the day when people could afford what they called medical insurance before I realized the most dangerous thing in America that you can have is really good medical insurance. Uh, and if you're not sure why that is, just find out when you have it, what they'll test you for and diagnose you with via those tests that are not correct to give you drugs for something you don't have that give you things you didn't have after you get the drugs for what you didn't have to give you other things that you never had. And now you're treated, follow that wheel on down. And they basically look at you as a pill receptacle or an injection receptacle. Now, there are people out there that still believe in that method or haven't ever considered it because they've just been raised. They've been born into this idea that 
the priestcraft and the church of pharmaceutical mysticism, a.k.a. medical doctors, are gods and they can do no wrong. Now, this doesn't mean that doctors can do no right either. Never said that. There's a place for all forms of medicine. And, you know, I've talked about uh, various experiences I've had, including, you know, my wife, she brings such wisdom to me from time to time talking about the variety of experiences on planet Earth. You know, even within your own spiritual journey, and you could be in a church, a synagogue, a mosque, and you think everybody believes the same thing you believe. And then you you talk about subjects and you're like, wait a second, how do you believe that when I believe this and you're in the same religion even? It's fascinating. But there is something for everybody to meet your state of consciousness, their state of consciousness. And when it comes to medicine, healing or vibrational medicine and natural healing, homeopathy, technologies that don't harm you at all. There are, you know, a wide variety of beliefs about that, too, to meet the states of consciousness that exist. There are people on this planet in the Western world, primarily that believe in what we call materialistic reductionism. That it's only about molecules. How do we alter your molecules with other molecules, even if those molecules synthesized by man could be toxic to the other molecules? Not even thought about. It's like, well, it changed your uh, your body and now those symptoms gone. But at what cost to create 10 other symptoms? Now, that's something that I existed in for a long time. And I look at and I go, boy, that's kind of absurd if we're really looking at healing. But I don't argue for banning it. I might argue to those that are availing themselves of it that they might want to look at another option or options, but in freedom, I would respect their choice and love them and bless them no matter what they choose, as long as they're not violating my rights to choose a more natural way to heal, for instance. You know, and, that, and that's the interesting thing, you know, with this opening article before we bring Ann Archer Butcher into the mix here in just a moment. Um, this Brownstone article goes into healthcare students still being forced to inject vaccines. Now, there's a lot of ways to interpret this article and to see the various forms of, uh, you know, healthcare uh, challenges. Let's just say for students wanting to go into various forms of healthcare, most of it is allopathic as far as the sanctioned and accredited forms of healthcare that are out there. But even chiropractic, it's fascinating. Many of the chiropractic colleges now require vaccines upon entry, which is a violation of their fundamental tenets. Uh, Naturopathic colleges that are now accredited like medical schools. These doctors of naturopathy can graduate and inject you with toxic poisons and prescribe toxic drugs for you, which, again, it doesn't fall in line with what we think of as uh, more holistic beliefs or practices. Uh, Homeopathy, of course, non-toxic. We don't necessarily inject, although there are doctors that do inject homeopathics. I don't know that it's necessary, but if you want to and it works, who am I to say, don't do it? That's up to you. But again, this show is about freedom fundamentally health freedom choice agency all of that and one of the greatest gifts from god is life second to that i think is choice freedom agency and someone who really appreciates that is someone who's been on a journey to finding out how the choices we are made if we're not given we're co-creating can alter your life within this lifetime to have extraordinary adventures including overcoming incurable diseases according to the well, those who would want to limit your state of consciousness. We don't want to do that here. Neither does Ann Archer Butcher. She's with me now. Back on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Ann. 
Yay. Hi, Scott. Gosh, I'm delighted to be with you. It's uh, it's just fun listening to this build up in the beginning. And I love talking about vibrational healing. You know, I learned about this early on. Um, I was a classroom teacher when I first learned this, and you know the story. Um, I, I, I was going through something really difficult in my life, and it was Christmas time. And I asked God, dear God, just teach me truth so that I may teach truth. And I think that's a compelling um, question of the universe and that the divine responds in kind. Because if we truly are truth seekers, like your audience generally truly is, then um, we find that there's answers in the universe that other people don't know anything about. So what happened was it was Christmas. I went to my mother's and um, if I can begin with this story, I'll tell you what happened with the dolphins. Shall yes. We? So um, it was Christmas. I opened presents with my mom. Of course, I'd been through a real trauma before I came down to the island in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And what I wanted to do, because I love the ocean and I'm a strong swimmer, I just wanted to get in there and go for a long, hard swim in the ocean and let the ocean waters just soothe and cleanse me, right? Detox me, get rid of all the dross of the world and leave me in the purity of nature. That's what I really wanted. And... I went into the ocean. I started swimming hard. There's nobody else in the ocean because the water is freezing cold on Christmas, but it happened to be like 85 degrees outside. So I was hot before I went in, rode my bike to the beach, and I knew the water wouldn't disturb me too much because I'm a strong swimmer and I'd warm up swimming like you, right? I grew up swimming and I loved it. But this time, for the first time ever, I got caught in a riptide and I got pulled way out into the ocean and um, when I finally was able to extricate myself from the current, I was still head above water. I was okay. I was taking stock of where I am. And I realized that hmm, there's a rule on the island, never go where the shrimp boats are. And I looked around, there's no shrimp boats, yay. Except I realized, oh, wait a minute, why aren't there any shrimp boats? There should be shrimp boats somewhere out there, but there's not. And I realized, oh, it's Christmas day. Then I remembered, why they tell you never to go where the shrimp boats are. It's because the sharks come and the waters of South Carolina are um, They're very murky. They are home to three of the most aggressive forms of sharks. I There's bull sharks and tiger sharks. Even a great white shark was recently spotted. And and so I began to panic a little bit. Now I'm thinking which way to get myself out of here. I don't want to get back in that rip current. And I'm looking to my right. I'm looking to my left. And when I look to my left, I see the shark fin coming right at me. It's different than a dolphin's right. fin, dolphin dorsal fin. And um, we knew it. We were always told to watch out, you know, and look in the horizon and so I knew this is going to be terrible. My mother's going to hate the headline, Daughter Eaten on Christmas Day. That's what it's going to be. And um, I'm, my heart's pounding. I'm figuring I'm going to die of a heart attack before I ever get eaten by this shark. But I'm thinking, is there some way to fight? And inwardly, I get a very strong and clear um, answer that I'm to lie face down, turn away from the shark, do not try to fight, to simply relax on the surface of the water, face down, long and lean. And I'm thinking, it'll just eat me. It'll eat me like a french fry right on the surface of the water. And 
the voice came again. And that's what happens when we attune ourselves to divine spirit. We begin to get clear and undeniable inner guidance. And so I turned away. I put myself in the ocean, face down, looking away from the shark. And for a moment, I had this sense of peace. Like, it's okay, no matter what happens, it's all okay. And then suddenly I was hit hard from underneath. And I expected to be pulled under like sharks do and thrashed about. But instead of being pulled under, I found myself lifted up. Now, my my little prayer, just as I put my face to away from the shark, had been, Dear God, just lift me up. I want to be lifted out of this vast ocean by the hand of God. Just lift it up. And suddenly I find myself lifted up. Now, you do have to ask. I think that's an important um, part of the concept is that we are co-workers with the divine. We are working in concert with, um, with the universe. But we have to ask for the help we want. We have to listen for the help that we want. And... Now I find myself lifted up in the air. So I figure it's a shark messing with me. But instead of being pulled under at all, I see I am heading toward the shore exactly where I want to go, back to the beach. And I am going really fast. In the south, I would have described it as I was going lickety split (laughs) back to that beach, just where I wanted to be. And the next thing I know, I see in front of me a dolphin. And I realize I am actually on the back of a dolphin. When I was told to lie down long and lean, it's so that dolphin could come underneath me and take me back, as if this were some sort of orchestrated plan. It was just amazing. And when they got me to um, chest deep water, Scott, instead of just leaving me, there I am safe, they can say bye-bye now, they didn't. They surrounded me in a circle. And... They took turns coming out of the circle one by one and touching my body. And one would touch my shoulder, one across my back, one across my chest, one around my leg, then the next leg, then this arm, then that arm, until the entire circle of dolphins one by one had touched my body. But what I'm experiencing, besides, you know, the heart-pounding adrenaline rush of riptide, shark, and now I'm on the back of a dolphin, all of that is being supplanted by this magnificent sense of euphoria. I feel like every molecule in my body is being changed. That is my first experience of vibrational healing. And I said to the dolphins aloud, oh my God, you're changing me. I can feel it. I can feel it in every cell of my body. I don't know what you're doing to me, but thank you, thank you, thank you. I felt like I was being quickened by those dolphins, that every molecule was being changed and enhanced. Now, when they finished doing this, they did another little <laughs> beautiful dance, and, and it was just magnificent, and off they went. And you can read about it at our website um, because people want to know why our company is called Dolphin Media Services. So there's a note there about us, and you can read the dolphin story at um, dolphinmediaservices.com. But what happens next is I go home to my mother, and... Um, I only want to hide under the cover. She goes, well, how is the beach, honey? And it's Christmas Day. And I'm like, I'm tired, Mom. I'm going to go to rest for a while. I get in bed and I pull the covers over my head because I knew uncharted waters had been opened that day in the universe for me and that nothing 
would ever be the same. Everything was changed. Well, it's an extraordinary story. We've shared, you know, journeys and adventures together with your family and me and your daughter and and Alden, who we'll talk about as well, having to overcome cancer. And, and for those of you who want, you can go search for Ann Archer Butcher as a guest on the show. We've had many, many adventures on this show, sharing them, including uh, that story, which, by the way, was witnessed by many people. When you came off the beach, I must say, people were like, thought you were de- you were done for, you were eaten, and they were amazed by what they saw. So it wasn't just, you know, an imaginary imagination event it was something people witnessed yeah it was an old man um came up and a woman next to him said oh wow do you work with the dolphins and i said no no not at all and an old man said you were about to be eaten on christmas day i saw that shark coming right at you and and i said yeah i know i know he said that those dolphins saved your life but but that intimate experience of them touching my body, mm. I had no idea what that was about. And to this day, mm. I know other people who've had dolphin rescues. I never mm. heard anything like that before, but I knew that it had changed me. Now, when I went back, I was a high school teacher. When I went back from vacation, everything had changed because my abilities had changed. So that gets into who we really are and what we're really capable of because suddenly I started doing automatic writing. I didn't even know what automatic writing was, but I put my hand on the chalkboard to write a quote by Emerson or Thoreau and my hand takes off writing this long paragraph and we didn't have computers, but I sent it off to a research librarian and she writes back, Oh, this quote is from the Lost Epistles of Plato. And I'm like, how is that possible? And then this is from Aristotle. This is from Socrates. And she says, if you don't mind my asking, how do you have the quotes and not know where they came from? And I said, well, that's still a mystery. And never did tell her, Mm -hmm. you know, what was going on. I gave my students extra credit to go out and start researching anything. I said, go in groups of three to any spiritual things you hear about and see if you can find out what's going on here. Because what was also happening was if they were in my classroom, when one of those quotes started happening on the board, Mm -hmm. they said they were being quickened. They didn't have a clue what I was talking about because I had not shared my story with anybody. But they said, we can leave this classroom, solid B student in math, leave this classroom and get an A plus. And we all are experiencing the same thing. The answers just come to us. We know more. We are more. Now, the school board, you know, they tried to fire me. They were like, we don't know what's going on in your class, but everybody's wanting in your English class, and we want you just to stick with the curriculum. And I loved my job, but I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do any less than what I'm doing because you would be asking me to be less than what I am. And then I went home and cried because I loved my job, and I knew that they weren't going to bring me back. And I got a call from the principal who said, okay, Anne, what do you want? You can have anything you want. And I said, what happened to do it my way or the highway? And he said, well, the school board president's son just became a National Merit Scholar. And when asked how he went from being a C student to an A student in science, he said it was my English teacher. She taught me how to learn. I was really glad he didn't say um, she quickened me. <laughs> but he said, you can have anything you want. And and so that that was great. I began to learn a lot about vibrations, vibrational healing. And the next thing I, I had this experience where 
I was told someone near to me appeared to be dying. It was a big mystical experience, but it turns out it was my sister in New York. I'm in Indiana, she's in New York, but I was told when I hear who it is, I should go to their side. When I went to her side, I walk into the hospital. They don't want to let me in. The nurse is standing in my way. And I put my hand up like this and I said, I need to see my sister. And that nurse just moved aside as if the energy from my hand just kind of slid her out of my way. I walk into ICU where she's in isolation and I touch her head. And I said to the nurse, you need to get the surgeon. And it was just before the advent of um, CAT scans. Mm. So they cannot see inside my sister's head. They don't even know what's wrong with her. They just know she came into the hospital unconscious and they're losing her. And the surgeon comes quickly. He said, can you tell me what's wrong? And I said, yes, but why would you even listen to me? And he said, I've seen it before. You're having a spiritual experience and you probably know more than any of us right now about what's going on. So I'm all ears. Tell me. And I said, there's a busted balloon inside my sister's head. Mm. And he said, I'll draw a picture of a brain. And if you can pinpoint it, I can operate and I can probably save her life. And he did. And so that was, for me, the beginning of this whole vibrational thing of, of knowingness and abilities that we don't even know we have and an awareness that we don't know that we have. And, of course, that went on for years and years, but it really was put to the test four years ago when my yeah. beautiful husband, Alden, was diagnosed with, we knew something was wrong, but for heaven's sakes, by the time we figured out what it was, it was stage four. It was way, yeah, way late compared to many medical doctors and what they would say you can do and what you can do, according to them, could be deadly in itself, the intervention. And uh, we didn't want to lose Alden. You didn't want to lose Alden. And and by the way, folks, if you're hearing this for and for the first time, um, one of her messages, and I share this message, is that Anybody can tap into these abilities. You're a creation of the most high, the most holy, the most powerful God. And in that sense, you've been granted these abilities. But many times our own minds and our own conditioning and belief systems limit our ability to experience things that could be an intervention that is life saving for someone that, you know, even with all the technology in the world, they don't see, they don't know. And, and so I implore everybody to open up, you know, to whatever their faith is, to open up to that guidance and and be there to listen and then you know, if it's if it's to help yourself, a family member, loved one, or even a stranger, these things, as, as as anomalous as they sound, they happen all of the time, but they're not often featured. <laughs> you know, so people don't hear about it so much. That's why it sounds like, well, that's a miracle land for you, but it could never happen to me. And your your message is it could happen to any of us. Yeah, you know, there there are ways to raise our vibrations. Now, one is to never let a negative word into the air as we've read it, right? That's harder said than done, um, but to stay positive, to recognize that we can be vehicles of love and that that's what we're really here for, those things raise our vibrations. Being positive, focusing on what we love, being in nature, listening to beautiful music, those things raise our vibration. And one thing that when we got this diagnosis, I mean, we were unnerved. We truly were. The first surgeon that we met with painted the most gruesome picture. It's like a movie you would never want to go to. And my husband is never rude. And right in the middle of this dissertation from this surgeon, 
he stops him because this guy is describing the only thing we can do to help you at this stage is to even even the things that they have that would cause harm, chemo and radiation, they can't even use them. He's way past that. And they said, um, surgery is the only thing that might give you a little more time. Otherwise, you're going to have two months to live. And surgery, because the tumors had metastasized right under his ear, meant that it would involve the face. So he might come out blind and inability to hear, drooping face, deformed, drooling, unable to swallow, just the list went on and on and it got worse and worse. And, and he just put his hand up and he was like, it's all right. You don't need to continue. We're leaving. We're not going to do any of that. And the doctor is saying, but, but, but. Then we sought out another doctor, a better doctor, Harvard educated surgeon, top in the world. And he said, okay, not on my table. I can do a lot better than that. But still, and of course, then, you know, your spirit, falls because there's still a lot of complications and a lot of things that could happen. And it's not going to save you. It's only going to give you a little more time because it's metastasized. It's not just where those five tumors are. It's in the lymph nodes and everywhere. And so it, we, of course, Alden said, it's okay. We're not going to do it. Now, Alden didn't hear the two months to live part because he had gotten up and taken a quick bathroom break. And and I said, don't repeat that when he comes back. I don't want him to hear it. And so we left, you know, he said, well, it sounds really bad. And, and um, but I think we can find a natural approach. And I said, yeah, me too. But we still went home and gave ourselves a moment to cry, right? Like, gosh, this may be our last two months together. We're deliriously happy as a couple. And we, you know, we'd hate to see that end, but we don't believe there's death anyway. We don't even believe in death. And we believe in, you know, the glorious ability of soul, you know, to either continue on into another incarnation in some beautiful form or other, um, and that consciousness never dies. So, you know, we were reassured in that regard, but we don't want to leave each other. We don't want to lose Alden um, as we know him. And um, so we sat down and this is something everybody can do. And I believe it is just the most magnificent thing. There's an ancient chant. Um, the word is H-U. I hope it's in your show notes. Um, I think I included a site, HughAncientChant.com, to make yeah, it easy it's for there. people. It's there. Super Don, put it in there. You sent it. Um, and, you know, I've shared this uh, with folks as well. And, uh, folks, this doesn't belong to any religion, per se. This is a, a word that anybody can use. Uh, you can integrate it into your prayer song. It can deepen your faith and your communication with the divine, however you perceive or believe it. Uh, go ahead, Anne. So we sat down and we chanted that word. We had learned about it on our particular path and, and really um, believe that it's a high vibration. Um, early on when, when I was in college, I'd learned about OM. I know many people meditate and contemplate, but I had been using that for many years. And it sounds like you just sing it quietly, focusing on love. And that's what we did. And right at the end of that, Alden says, oh, I know what I want to do. So this is the beginning of our healing journey. And one of the first things he wanted to do, of course, was call you, Scott, and um, and say, what would you do? And what would you add? And what would you, you know, recommend? And who do you recommend? And you were great. Thank you for that. But the other thing was he wanted to call 
a therapist that we knew. We only knew her as a friend. She worked in a doctor's office, but we'd never seen her as a therapist, really. And ask her, what would you do? Now, unbeknownst to us, um, she actually used to work with cancer patients, but she quit working with them because so many of them wouldn't listen to her. And, you know, it was like, it's pointless. They've heard the cancer diagnosis. It's gone into their psyche and they believe they're dying and they won't stop with the negativity. So she said, it's too depressing. I'm not going to work with them anymore. Now, um, what she said to Alden was, she knows what we believe. She knows us personally. So she said, Alden, cancer is a very negative vibration. And if you go in trying to fight, the cancer will probably win because fighting is also negative and you'll only give it energy. But she said, love is the most powerful force in the universe. And if you find a way to apply love to this situation, even to the cells, you know, that have metastasized into these tumors. If you find a way to give them love, love is the most powerful force in the universe and the power of love can heal. And that's something we all have access to, Scott, no matter what we believe, no matter what our background, because it is who we are. Love is the core of our being. So we knew, wow, that was some really powerful, extraordinary advice. And what Alden decided to do was to sit down every morning and to chant Hugh with his hand over the tumors and give them love. So give them the power of that high vibrational word, an ancient name for God, and at the same time, give them love, give them a blessing, and give them permission to transmute from cancerous, gone crazy kind of cells to perfectly working, perfectly functioning, healthy cells. And that's what he did morning and night. We also used what science calls neuroplasticity, big word. And what it really means is that things are mutable, things are changeable that in an instant, things can be changed if you know how to use it. Now, we often use neuroplasticity wrong. When we expect the worst, when we're wondering, oh my God, what if this, what if that? We're actually sending signals to the universe that says, set me up for failure. And so we decided to do the exact opposite. It was like, what if this just miraculously healed? What if this became one of the most beautiful stories we ever had to tell, right? And here we are. And, and so neuroplasticity says that you give to the universe, you give to the mind the message you want to be communicated to the cells, all of them. And so he gave his body permission to go into hyperdrive in healing and to make everything supercharged for health. That's, that was the focus. And in that regard, we watched funny movies and we laughed because laughter again is a very uplifting, high vibrational concept. They say laughter alone can heal. And so for your audience, if they wanna know, how can I do it too? Look, we've got focus on love. Of course, you can do the Hugh chant no matter what your background and laughter. 
laughter. And nature is the other thing. So we took walks in nature. We sat outside and looked at the flowers and the trees. We talked about happy things. We laughed at funny movies over and over again. I heard Alden in there. Here we are dealing with stage four cancer and Alden's in the other room howling at a movie, just mm -hmm. howling with laughter. And I would come and join him. We smiled a lot, we smiled on purpose. We looked at each other and smiled because that too is a high frequency vibration. But then we began to contemplate what else to do. We used the advice that you gave us, you know, it was like include selenium, do softened silver, make sure you have copper, blah, blah, you mm -hmm. know nice list and it actually hung on the wall in the pantry. Can you imagine curing stage four incurable cancer with a list on the pantry wall, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the few little things we have there, but that was, that was our beginning. And then, then we got inwardly to call a friend, another friend, um, and he's a PhD. We've used him, you know, as a reference many times for what would you do about such and such? We call him and he said, you know, there's a machine that I've now bought and I have at home that is a vibrational healing tool. And we knew about this where it uses vol, but a whole lot of other frequencies too. But we didn't know what the latest and greatest machine was. And he goes, this is the latest and greatest. And so we went to see him. We used that machine. Then he referred us to the doctor who has exclusive rights in the United States. That's called monocoreusa.com. It used to just be Monocore, but now this is the updated version. It's vastly improved. It's got AI component for diagnosing what's going on the body with just little electrodes that go on the wrist. It's under $10,000 at still. I mean, the doctors are charging a lot more for it, but, you know, anybody wants it today, you can go to that website and get it. And, Don, can you put that up? I just opened it myself. And um, this is another aspect of the healing story uh, for Alden. And for anybody wanting to break through and everything that Anne is talking about, we want to make sure everybody has access to, you know, anything that they need. And don't, uh, let me just say it this way. That's it. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like. That's the little okay. machine that comes with the computer and it's AI generated. Okay. And also remember this, you know, so many times we're the obstacle in our own healing because it's a belief system. We don't believe we're worthy. We don't believe we can afford some on and on and on. Just eliminate all of that. As you pointed out, and negativity. And you, sometimes you don't have any clue or idea where the gifts of spirit come from. And I just implore people not to be the obstacle to it. That's all I say is just open up. If this is something that you need, open up to it and there will be a way found. And, and that's because I believe that which created us all wants us to have the best, wants us to have the healing. It's just for us to believe we're worthy of it and then act accordingly. Well, now it's an FDA registered device. It's manufactured in the United States. And um, and so we went to see this doctor. We were very excited. And she was so nonchalant about stage four metastasized cancer. You know, on the one hand, that's very reassuring. But on the other, it's like, where did you get that attitude? You know, that that it's a piece of cake. And she said, well, I was trained on this machine working with patients with stage four liver cancer. So liver cancer is really very difficult to deal with. And um, so she thought this was going to be easy. Now, it turns out she was right, but it was even hard for me with all of my positive beliefs to think, God, could she possibly know what she's talking about? It 
was amazing. So we used the machine. At the time, we didn't even know you could own it. And then when we learned that we could own it, we, we thought maybe it was too much money and blah, blah, blah. So we're driving to the coast, like up to Newport Beach. And um, then we drive home another hour and a half back. And we did that twice a week. We did that twice a week for 10 weeks. And one day Alden was saying, do you think these tumors are smaller? And I said, well, hopefully they are. I said, we should have drawn markers around them so we could see if they're shrinking, but I think they're littler. And then a few days later, he said, don't you think they're smaller? And I'm like, they definitely look smaller. A few days after that, he called me shaving. And he said, Anne, look at my neck. And I'm like, oh my God, there's nothing there at all. All five tumors, all together, all at once have gone, they're gone. So we don't know because we're not doctors. We don't know enough to know. So we go to the surgeon, the Harvard-educated surgeon. And we walked in and said, Dr. Califano, what do you think? Has, has the cancer gone internal or have we cured it? And he walked in and he goes, what do you mean? And he looks at Alden's neck and he goes, what the hell happened? And we're like, really? And he said, I said, is it bad or is it good? And he said, oh, it's good. He said, this is really good. And he said, but in my career, I have never seen anything like this before. This is at the University of California in San Diego. He is a head doctor. We really love him. He was great. And, uh, but his hands were shaking. And he said, he pulls his computer around. He goes, I want to document exactly what you did. And he starts trying to type. And we started telling him, just like we did you, well, we tried to use vibration vibrational healing as our primary uh, balance and a lot of nutritional things too. But he said, what do you mean? And, and we began to explain neuroplasticity. So you know neuroplasticity and he goes, actually, you're over my pay grade. And I, <laughs> I said, what do you mean? And he said, mm, you know, I mean, I cut things out and um, I'm a surgeon and I don't know what you're talking about. And, and I said, well, we use this machine that's based on, you know, energy healing. And he goes, really, we've got to call in the oncologist. So he hooked us up with the top oncologist for the university, the top research oncologist. And she's about 45 years old, just kind of sitting on the edge of her seat. And Alden turned to her and he goes, can I ask why you look so excited? And she said, well, Alden, everyone's talking about you and he said what do you mean and he she said well with the billions of dollars that we have with the b and the finest minds in the world we have access to all of these brilliant people brilliant scientists we can't do what you just did this was incurable cancer and we could never begin to heal you but even if we had, we would have done damage. And you not only did this without any harm, mm -hmm. but all of Alden's tests are so much better than when we began. And she had his latest blood test and everything. And she said, it's actually amazing. And she said, and the reason I'm so excited is that I feel that I'm sitting in the presence of the future of medicine. And I get to document what happened and we were just blown away i mean it was like really and you know she did document it that was lovely and we said well now can you use it can you use it for other people and she said well 
I suggest that you tell as many people as possible because it'll probably be 10 years before we get to implement this, except in testing stages, because we have to be very careful. And of course, you know, we know what will happen. The school would lose funding and, you know, it's it's a you understand everyone on your show understands yeah. what happened but she was still excited to at least to know truth so remember that's where this show began that's how my story begins i had asked dear god teach me truth so that i may teach truth now where we were sitting was we knew the truth of how to cure this cancer for ourselves was simply not this machine doesn't cure anything. All it does is put in vibrations that are high enough that the immune system can actually do its job and help right. the body to heal itself. And that's the truth. It's a simple truth. It seems preposterous in the face of a diagnosis like Alden received. And yet, I mean, we, we said after two and a half months, could it possibly be this easy? I mean, that, I mean, what a question to ask. Could it possibly be this easy? Mm. And so someone who knew my story, Alden's tale of healing, um, they knew about the dolphin story, um, got me recently on Coast to Coast Radio because everyone was saying, would you please tell us about the Monocore? Monocore USA, right? They mm. want to know. Because, you know, you said don't limit yourself. Well, even despite all of that, when it came time to to decide whether we're going to keep driving to see her as a way of making sure Alden stays healthy um, or buying the machine because it costs, you know, it's just under $10,000, but it's expensive from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And Alden said, no, I don't think we can afford it. And just the way he said that, I was like, ooh, wait, that's the opposite of the way we've been, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk like that. And he said, but we put a lot of money into supplements and doing all this stuff. And 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 I said, we can't afford not to have this machine. Look, look at our ages. We're 70s. You're, he's about to be 80. He'll be 80 in two months, like your mom, right? He'll wow. be 80. Your mom's now 90. But how do you stay healthy for those, you know, beautiful years where we are? Wisdom years. And it was like, we're going to buy the machine. That's it. Yeah. Done. We're going to buy the machine. And to us, it's one of our most prized possessions. We don't we don't travel without it. We absolutely use it on a regular basis. Some people are you know, worried, oh, what if I get it and I never use it? Oh, my God. It is so helpful because what happened, mm -hmm. and to me, this was the absolute proof positive. While Alden was being treated, I was also asking to be hooked up to the monocore and paying for that. But I thought whatever, whatever it can do for me, that would be nice. But nobody's paying any attention to me. No doctor even interviewed me to find out what was wrong. They just used AI. Mm -hmm. And what happened was that I had a form of malaria that reoccurs. And it's known to. I'd been told I'd have to see some international doctors to get the latest drugs. I tried the drugs. They didn't work. And um, and so on a regular basis, I got malaria. If, even if I vacuumed the house too, um, too much, you know, just expended too much energy and started perspiring, I would get malaria. I would break out in a sweat. I'd start shaking all over. I'd get a fever and it would feel like a horse kicked me in the back. And the only thing I could do is go to bed for days and days. And it was terrible. And there's nothing I could do about it. Even with all the beautiful things that I knew about nutritionally, I couldn't touch it. 
right after starting to use the monocore, I thought, wow, I haven't had malaria. That's good. And and I hope I stay that way while we're helping take care of Alden. Two and a half months later, I still haven't had it. Mm-hmm. Four months later, a year later, two years later, three years later, four years later, I don't have malaria anymore. And I had asked Dr. Luba, the doctor that um, we had gone to for the monocore, I asked her, um, could it possibly cure incurable malaria? And she burst out laughing. She's like, Anne, don't you see, you don't have to buy into those diagnoses because they're not true. She said, this machine looked at your liver and said, oh, look, there's a vibration that's lower than it should be because there's protozoas living in your liver from the malaria. And it introduces a new vibration and that helps cleanse the liver. Mm -hmm. immune system kicks in and voila, you no longer have malaria. But we never like typed in malaria, right? Just like we never typed in cancer, the Mm. machine diagnoses and it goes in and it adds the vibrations that the body really needs. So uh, to me, that was just absolutely amazing. I've seen the same thing with a friend who has heart disease and, Mm. you know, and the tales go on and on and on. So that's that's why we're so excited to talk. I, I'm happy to, you know, anytime we get together, I just, I'm, I'm so excited, uplifted about the opportunities we have for healing, even beyond what I knew about. And uh, that for me makes every day exciting. And uh, those of you, can you show that picture again, Super Don of the Monocore? Uh, and I want to ask Ann about how, how, how to use it. Cause I'm looking at this machine. I don't know how small or large it is based on this picture. And also I want you to think about, there are people out there that do have means to get this right now. And not just for yourself, but I want to think about the gift you can be for your community as we see certain societal norms or delivery systems breaking down. And I'm not being negative. I'm just acknowledging mm-hmm. the life cycle of things on the planet to yeah. provide for that next level. As the doctor told you, Anne, this is the, I, I believe I'm witnessing the future of medicine and it's right now. And to become a focal point for healing and support for your community even. It's something that you don't have to be a doctor. I don't believe to get this. Anybody could do this. And I thought you had to be a doctor, but I was wrong. But now yeah. doctors are learning. They about- are you learning and using it. Of course, it's helping them. So yeah. I'm looking at this unit. Is it the, as big as the palm of your hand? Is it larger? I don't know. And no, it's about um, seven inches long okay. and about four or five inches wide. And it comes with a computer that's dedicated to the machine okay. because you can't use it on the internet or anything except- It's completely removed from that. That's beautiful. Okay. Yep. And um, and it looks like there's a position for a little gun there, but the gun doesn't come with it because you only use that for super athletes. It okay. was originally, here it is. In, in oh, okay, my, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. It so- was originally created for super athletes to keep them in perfect harmony and balance. And you see that um, there's just a little wire that comes out that hooks into the computer, but it also has these little electrodes. You see these and they go on your wrist. So you have little pads and they Mm -hmm. go on your wrist like that. And from there, they're able to test every acupressure point in the body. And then on your computer screen, the readout comes up as a little circle. And the circle will point to heart or brain or liver or intestines or sinuses or whatever. Mm-hmm. And show you where it's saying, because it's not only testing what's going on, it's prioritizing. So how can your immune system be strengthened the most? And it may say by, you may be having a headache, but it says, Uh, you know, the frequency that needs to be adjusted is the stomach. 
Mm. And so sure. that it prioritizes, right? And then it begins to insert those vibrations. For You can do it for about 11 minutes. If you want a double treatment, you can do it for 22 minutes. And AI is actually governing that whole concept. And it it's just absolutely brilliant. All sorts of things, even the autoimmune things Alden used to have, or hypoglycemia for heaven's sake. Right. I used to carry food around yeah. with us all the time. And it went away. It just went away. And we're like, well, you know, we're all going to die someday. But boy, wouldn't it be nice just to stay this healthy and stay on top of things on a regular basis because we keep ourselves aligned with this machine. Mm-hmm. Now, you do it for, let's say you do two days on, you do two days off. So I take a turn with it, and then all of them takes a turn with it. Some people do it two weeks on, two weeks off. Friends have shared a machine. I know that where one friend takes it for two weeks, and then the other one takes it for two weeks. So you can own a machine with somebody else because multiple people can use the same machine. Yeah, I was thinking of asking that because you and Alden both went to this doctor to get these things. And so obviously the doctor had it and was working with many people. Uh, so yeah. it... That's so why in her possible. office, you know, she had like 10 machines going at once. Wow. And wow. it was yeah. just wall to wall machines and happy stories of people. It was yeah. it was actually very exciting. And then, you know, she was always in some doctor's office because they were trying to add this to their protocols. And that's how that's what we did. We kept going to the coast to one of those doctor's offices and getting hooked up to the I, machine. Genuinely but when excited. we learned we could own yeah. it, it was like. Oh, my God. Now, would right. that be a blessing or what? So. Well, to be a hub for healing in your community, I think it's just something that uh, it's a dream come true for many that, you know, may not have the wherewithal to withstand uh, going through various, uh, uh, you know, coursework to become an expert in something that isn't even this anyway. Uh, if this is something that allows for its ability to interact without e- your intervention, other than the, here's how you work it, here's how you use it, uh, yeah. which is fantastic. Now, there, it comes with free training too. Okay. Some people, somebody called me this morning who heard me on coast to coast and, and say, I'm saying hi to the people who heard me on coast to coast. Cause some of them know about your show coming up too. So they were going to tune in. But um, I said, you know, the instructions to use this are on one sheet of paper like one through 20, turn this on, click on that, do this, do that, click for AI. And and so it's very, very simple. And I was training a doctor and he got that one sheet and it was a friend of mine who really wanted to know how to use the machine in Minnesota. Um, Dr. Mark Rawson, in case others know him, now has the monocore and is using it for his patients. But when he was being trained on it, um, when he got that one sheet, he goes, this is so simple that anybody could use it and he absolutely loved that and of course then there's more advanced training but that's all free i mean it's Mm -hmm. included with the monocore so i think that's a real blessing for people too all right we have it linked up in the show notes today with ann archer butcher of course we've got links to uh her website five and also the five blue rings.org which is the most extraordinary story which we have covered on this show go back and listen to the archives and you'll probably get back on coast to coast if you haven't told that story yet because oh my gosh i've People, already been invited thank you yeah, yeah they, excellent they went and i know to, uh, five blue rings.com and said okay will you come back and i said yes it'll be published this year and i will definitely come back 
Yeah, you guys, if you haven't plugged into that story, uh, come on back. There's five, fiveblueRings.org, story of danger, romance, and mystery. And if you guys know Anne, many of my listeners, you guys, you know who you are, have been with me for a long time and know Anne very well and enjoy every time she comes on the show. And uh, shout out to all of our new Coast to Coast uh, viewers. Uh, of course, we know George Nuri very well over the years. We shared the stage at Health Freedom Expos. And otherwise, I think you had a, a different host on when you were on. But uh, it's, uh, again, overnight before that, it was uh, – um, Art Bell going way back and people often ask, Did, do you, are you related to Art Bell? I said, no, we got started on the same syndication radio network, funny enough. Uh, but the last name was the only connection other than the fact our willingness to cover topics that he might cover only at night <laughs> we can cover during the daylight hours, at least yeah. where we are. Some are listening right now at other parts of the world where it is at night, uh, which is cool. But yeah, monocoreusa.com, M-O-N-I-C-O-R, USA.com. If you guys want to check into this and, and maybe even get one and be a hub of healing for your community. This is a great, a great development, an exciting development of empowerment. Yeah, I want to thank Connie Willis for having me on Coast to Coast AM. Um, that was great because even um, Five Blue Rings got thousands and thousands of hits from that show um, because people want to know when they can pre-register um, to get the book. And so if you go there and you sign up, we'll let you know when, when the book is going to come out and when we're going to have the launch and you can get your copy. And um, if there's anything that I would say to your audience is remember um, the name of your show, you know, you have the power to heal yourself. You can do it. And it's really a vibrational universe. It's plastic. It's movable. It, look at that sign behind you. It's movable like that. Things can shift in a moment, you know. And um, if you want, I see Alden just walked in the room. You want him to wave to everybody? And yeah, say, for sure. Alden, where are you hiding? Get back in here or get in here. Where are you? There he is, He's the real the real star. All day, yeah, the real star of the show, right there. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, Anne, the storyteller, Alden, sometimes we just got to sit aside and just let her go and just be, a, a, you know, amazed by the journey that you've lived, that we've lived and uh, hear her tell it again and again. And it never gets old. That's right. That's right. Happy to be here. Oh, it's great to see. Has it been what, it's been four years since the diagnosis already or how many years has it been? Four. Wow. Dude, and, you and know, like your face is. This is the fourth year anniversary right now. Right. Yeah. Jeez. It's amazing. And look, look at him smiling and happy. And, and we've done a lot of laughing together. And uh, I'm just happy to see that you're still able to do that with us. Just as my mom turned 90, you're about to be 80. That's just unfathomable. But look at you. You're looking great. Thank you. Thank you. Feeling good. Excellent. Well, we've got to have some more adventures. You so, gotcha. So everybody remember, love is the most powerful force in the universe. Keep your vibration high. Focus on love. Chant Hugh. If you want to give that a try, we highly recommend it. I mean, that's is we continue it every day and have for many years. So um, we believe in uh, healing and happiness and love and um, being positive, right? That's right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, Ann and Alden, God bless you. My, my, you're like my adopted parents. You know that. We you're are family. your adopted parents, <laughs> yeah. and you know it. We love you. 
Yeah, so go back and to everybody. Bye listen, for now. Listen to any of those adventures we've had. We've t- shared the story, including a, a wonderful con- Sunday conversation or two over the years with Ann. And it's great, Alden. Thanks for being on board today with that. Your story is inspiring to millions and millions more yet to hear it. And you guys check out this monocore, uh, USA.com. Uh, we have it linked up in the show notes for those of you who are so inclined. You're getting that inner nudge. <laughs> to get that, by all means, we have access to it. Mention Ann or whatever, but I'm glad that you brought that to my attention, our attention. Thank you, and lots of love to everybody. Bye Thanks. for now. See Bye. you guys. All right, that's Ann and Alden, uh, Ann Archer Butcher, Alden Butcher, and uh, what an amazing dynamic healing couple to bring this to the world. We love them so much. I do love them so much. So thank you. And thank you for the wonderful birthday card for mom as well. Uh, as we're wrapping up hour one, we got a few more minutes here and then uh, Kim Alexis is scheduled for the first time on the Robert Scott Bell show, uh, heading up to, uh, uh, you know, incredible numbers of guests over the years that, you know, really are here to inspire you. They inspire me or intrigue us or cause us to think and question. And I think that's a good thing. That's been a good thing for me my entire life to go deeper and to learn things that I haven't learned even as of yet. Y'all think I know a lot? Well, I know some stuff, but so do you guys. And to share with each other in this way, we're stronger, we're better, we're healthier. And I think ultimately more loving and accepting to recognize that uh, on this journey, there are many, many ways to get there. And many states of consciousness that need to be met. And in fact, the ailments and illnesses we so-called suffer from in my life, I look back, have been there to teach me. They've been gifts, not curses. And so as you heard Alden begin, love that cancer. Like, what do you mean love the cancer? I got to fight it. I got to kill it. Well, try love. It works. It's the most powerful force in the universe. And uh, it is who you really are. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, All right. We got a couple of things here. I just want to hit real quick as far as stories. And all the links are in the show notes to what we've just discussed with Ann, including the MonocoreUSA.com website and the Hue and everything else. Um, There is a a story about acetaminophen in pregnancy. I'm not going to go into great depth on it, but so many, even uh, naturally inclined folks, um, may think of, uh, know it as Tylenol. Um, it's known as paracetamol in certain areas of the world. It's a very liver toxic medicine that's largely over the counter. That way you can buy it anywhere and, and use it. But it's one of the most damaging and dangerous things for your liver. In fact, the number one reason why people check into an emergency room in the United States and the West is due to Tylenol toxicity or acetaminophen toxicity or li- acute liver failure. And yet this is on the market and people take it thinking, well, it's on the market and I can just get it. The FDA approved it. Uh, I want you to think a little bit deeper and be connected to the guidance that you have to go, you know, liver toxic poison, eh, maybe maybe not what you need. And in fact, if you're dealing with a headache or inflammation pain or other things, there are so many other ways to go, including homeopathy. You know, we talked about a great remedy, glonoenum, the homeopathic form of nitroglycerin, funny enough, uh, that's used uh, for angina as a medicine in a lozenge you would go sublingual with. But homeopathically, it's great for circulatory issues as well as headaches, for instance. And there's so many other things to deal with for headaches that are not harmful. And imagine the monocore now is something else. You know, we talked about uh, Anne's recurrent malaria, how that has the ability to help there. So there's so much more to do, which is great. Uh, Finally, we got one more question here of the day before I hit the the top of the hour break. And it's from Patrick says, I'm having a a daily issues of uvulitis. I am trying uh, to find a root cause and treatments that will address this issue. Could you offer some possible causes and things you would suggest to alleviate this issue? Uh, Patrick. All right, Patrick, that uvula is that thing that hangs down the back of your throat there. It's close enough to the 
tonsils, which are um, uh, immune lymphoid tissue. It could indicate an immune challenge. It could be due to an acute exposure, even to cigarette smoke, uh, but it could be to uh, an infection of some kind from external or internal sources. So at the very least or starting point, I would gargle with the uh, uh, sovereign silver, the bioactive silver hydrosol gargle, because if there is an offending element creating inflammatory immune responses, that will neutralize that, help heal the tissue and accelerate tissue regeneration. If it's deeper in the throat as well, lachesis is a great homeopathic remedy, lachesis or lachesis, L-A-C-H-E-S-I-S. And there's so much more that I'd love to be able to tell you. Uh, but the idea first, find out if there's an acute exposure vector in your environment. Could have been foodborne, airborne, waterborne. That creates inflammation. It's an alert system saying, hey, there's something coming in that doesn't belong here. You might need to purify the air, the water, something about the food that you're eating. Are you exposed to glyphosate uh, contaminated foods because you think it's like good oatmeal? And it's not certified organic. It's been soaked and desiccated in glyphosate. You might consider using the NRDMG, the dimethylglycine from our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. The DMG is one of the most powerful tools to counteract glyphosate exposure, among many other things. And you can use the code RSB15 to get a 15% discount when you do that over at NutritionalFrontiers.com. So we'll wrap it up. Uh, more wonderful healing stories to come in hour two. We got Kim Alexa scheduled. I've got some more announcements, upcoming events. This very weekend in San Antonio, Texas, it's the Autism Health Summit Symposium. And uh, I'll be there and many others will be there with us. And there's an online version you can uh, tap into as well. So thank you for being here. God bless you. We got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show because the power to heal is truly yours. I feel so blessed to be able to bring these stories of healing, uh, hope, and, 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 you know, these realities that are not endorsed nor much supported in what we call legacy media, mainstream media, which is quite pharmaceutically conflicted. As you know, pharmacia, the root of uh, that word is sorcery. And I was raised on that medicine for the first 19 years of my life before I gave up on it. If you're new to the show now, this is a message for you, a long timers, uh, you know, pause for a moment. I just got to share that backstory, how I had all, access to all the medicine in the world, modern medicine. My dad was the pharmaceutical guy. My uncle was a medical doctor who warned me not to become a medical doctor, even though I always wanted to be just because it was the only form of healer that I was exposed to growing up for the most part. Uh, other than my aunt, who uh, had a, a, a near-death experience, an accident when she was a young lady uh, back in, at the time and uh, was in Egypt or Israel at the point when she met her husband and it disfigured her face to some degree. She lost sight in one eye and she came back with this ability to lay her hands on people and miraculous healings would occur. So I was exposed to the fact that energy is real and that the spirit can work through us to provide extraordinary, what we'd call impossibilities to occur. These are not impossible miracles or something that happen every day if we just get out of the way sometimes. And, and so the journey of mine to healing was about getting out of my own way, letting go of my old thought forms or beliefs that it couldn't be done, that it was impossible, or that only modern medicine has all the answers which clearly they don't, even though they have advanced abilities to do surgery. But even as you heard in last hour with Alden's case, if, if they had done the surgery, they said, maybe we could extend your life a couple of months and you'll be disfigured and drooling. Like, what kind of life is that? 
you know, and talking about, you know, my mom's 90th birthday over the weekend, went to Atlanta with my daughter. We had a wonderful celebration at 90. We went out, dance. she went out dancing. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen some of the, the videos on Facebook, it's so extraordinary. 90, it's like, you think she'd be dancing in a walker if that, and no, no, she was twirling and spinning. It's like, what is that? Defying the reality of what we've accepted as reality. So it means it isn't reality, except if we accept it. So what is it that you want to co-create with God, right? What is it that you want to do? Have you been subjected to ailments and illnesses and diagnoses that even doctors might say are terminal? Do you believe it? Do you buy it? Or do you go, sorry, God's much bigger than you, doc. And I have a different belief system about it. And I'm going to be open to healing that you're not trained in. And, and kudos to the doctors that Ann was talking about that were like excited about it, wanted to share it, but realized that it might be 10 or more years before anybody else would hear about it. So go out and speak, go out and communicate the great news, share the good news that the power to heal is yours. It's mine. It's ours. And it comes from a far higher place than even government sanctioned medicine. Yeah believe it or not. <laughs> That's up to you what you want to do with that. Uh, now, as I talk about my mom's uh, 90th birthday, uh, of course, she's taking her Folium PX. Those of you who have been introduced to Bob Reorin here on the show, he'll be with us at the Autism Health Summit in San Antonio this weekend. That This is the breakthrough product that was developed in the 1980s as a response to the Chernobyl disaster in Ukraine when it was the Soviet Union. Like our, our people are going to die. And they found a way using various botanicals from the pine tree and other things, all natural ingredients, not synthetic man-made, but from, from God, from creation, from nature, put together to bind and create this wonderful, powerful response for your body to remove these heavy metal elements that are often the obstacle to cure, including ionizing radiation and other things. And it was a thing that brought my mom back to life post-COVID in the midst of her poisoning with uh, the, uh, the nickel metal and all that happened and got her back on the dance floor January 1st of last year and her birthday, January 29th, 89, she was dancing again and she danced on her 90th. That's what can be. Not because she's lucky. I mean, she wasn't healthier her life. She found about homeopathy and organic food when I did and we both went that direction and she's, she's still here and doing well. Amazing, amazing story. Let that be an inspiration for all of us. It is for me. And I'm proud of you, mom. Love you. And thank you for sharing your great story and great news out there with the world. And you are well loved as all the people showered you with loves and dances uh, this past weekend. Very, very uplifting. We had such a great time. Uh, also, I uh, just want to say upcoming events real quick. And then we've got Kim Alexis going to join us and we'll hear her story of, of healing and her journey, uh, which I'm sure will be inspiring as well. Um, the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. It's easy to find. And you can see right now, as of yesterday, it opened up the plant-based beginners bootcamp. For those of you wanting to try out, hey, I want to integrate more uh, veg vegetables, vegetarian type foods, if that's where you're at, or even if you're not sure, this is a five-day plant-based challenge for you. And if you're at a stopping point, you're like, I don't know what to do. Try this. It's a five-day event. You can start right now. It's absolutely free. Just click on the banner at robertscottbell.com. As you scroll down the page, you'll see this very weekend, the February 2nd is Groundhog Day. And the third, we're going to be together in, in uh, San Antonio, Texas with Dr. Andy Wakefield, Dell Bigtree, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Brian Hooker, and all. I'll be speaking on homeopathy and other things for people on the spectrum and more. And that's going to be a great couple of days in San Antonio. And if you can't make it there, there's a streaming option. Just click on the link and sign up. Then we have the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, and it's the virtual one. Everything we did in October in Chicago is going to be there and more. 
including some updated events and such. And it's only 35 bucks. You get three months access to everything. The best deal ever. February 17th and 18th. Then I'm scheduled to go back to Atlanta and MC this event, the World Wellness Weekend, and present there, along with a lot of other awesome docs. A lot of chiropractors will be there with us. CMEs and CE credits available. And then after that, the 8th through the 10th, we're going to be in Atlanta again, uh, Lake Lanier Islands. And this is uh, the third annual event. We were there last year. It was sensational. Tia Severino, we just did a live on Facebook the other day with mom. And that's uh, next-steps.info, March 14th through 17th, Lake Lanier Islands Resort. And it's setting up new tracks, parallel tracks. We're not waiting for permission where none is required. And when it comes to healing and living better, helping one another, you don't need permission of the government to do that. Don't wait. Get on there and do it. Be Healthy Utah, coming back to Sandy, Utah, outside of Salt Lake. And it's uh, going to be April 19th and 20th. I'll be speaking at that event. And uh, that's uh, Sandy at the Mountain America Expo Center. And that's happening in April. Then we have the RSB Show family reunion. And that's uh, thanks to Leslie on her homestead in Joplin, Missouri, learning real homestead uh, capacities and capabilities that most of us never learned anymore. We don't do this. We need to get back to it. And that's simultaneous to the Red Pill Expo, which will be, I think, in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. So as more are added, sign up for the newsletter for free at RSB. Oh, you text RSB to the number 66866-66866. And you can tap into all the health freedom and healing liberty you can handle and then some <laughs> so thank you all for being here uh real quick fasting this is not something i could do when i was younger when i was hypoglycemic as well uh and going an hour or two without eating was a big ordeal for me now fasting is like nothing i fast every friday for 24 hours like usually sundown to sundown and it's i'm not gonna say it's easy but it's easy it's like once difficult now easy dr batari used to say and it's showing promise and enhancing mood sleep and eating behaviors and you can utilize the cardio miracle to enhance your fast because autophagy is something that's great for detox and uh, cellular recycling it was one of the gifts i gave to my mom another big tub of of uh, cardio miracle that she's doing as well keeping her dancing and strong and fit along with the folium px foliumpx.com folium original immuno and relax and use the code rsb10 to get a discount there now with that, I want to hear a journey from someone you all knew about if you're old enough. You talk about the supermodels of the 90s and beyond and maybe before. And I've befriended some of them over the years, including Elle McPherson and one of my great friends, Carol Alt, who she knows very well. Uh, absolutely sweet people. And they really care about health and healing and natural medicine and are advocates for living in a way that empowers you. And I think this is some, someone like that as well. Kim Alexis sharing wisdom on health, vitality, and aging gracefully. She's with us now on the Robert Scott Bell Show from KimAlexis.com. Kim, welcome. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, it's good to see you. Thank you. And of course, many of us have seen you over the years, but may not know of your journey and, uh, you know, your desire to share wisdom, if you will, on health and vitality and aging gracefully. And I don't want to uh, guide you into places you're not comfortable talking about, but I just want to open it up and say, hey, what are you doing now? You know, in those years past the the, the, the supermodel years, maybe you're still doing it. I don't know. <laughs> well, before I even got into modeling, I thought I wanted to be a pharmacist. So my mind was kind of geared towards cause effect and that whole search for how to make the body better and better performance. And I was an athlete growing up. I was a swimmer and swim five and a half hours a day competitive. So modeling was way out of my element. But during the modeling years, I started realizing, okay, how do I stay looking good? And how do I have enough energy? And I was trying not to eat and be thin, but I still needed energy. So trying to figure that whole battle out became 
a life mission for me of how do I stay as natural as possible and mm -hmm. as good in every single way as possible. So here I am trying to age gracefully. Yeah, well, it looks like you're doing it. And, and maybe we can all age like my mom at 90 and dance. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of challenges each of us face that are unique and different. And, you know, I was a swimmer for, through uh, high school and, and college level, even though I was chronically ill, I kind of fought through a lot. I didn't know about good diets other than we would eat whatever we could and as much of it to keep the, <laughs> the calories in us. Uh, you know, I had a lot of challenges through my swimming years. By the way, what were your events when you were swimming competitively? I was a butterflyer. Uh, so a medley relay. We got number one in New York state for a medley relay and I swam the butterfly. So butterfly back. Okay. All right. I was uh, more of a sprinter. I like to get in and out as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> And when I swam collegiately, I actually, we, we were in what we call the Egghead, uh, UAA, I don't even remember what it was now, but uh, Emory, NYU was one of them. And I went up and swam at NYU and I won that day. I felt so good uh, beating an Egghead University up there and swimming. But as I said, I didn't know about diet other than we were athletic, but man, I wasn't fueling my body right. Was there a well, wake up call that you had at, the, at yeah. some point? Yes, but we also didn't have as many tools. We didn't have as much information. So when I was first discovered, I was swimming, as I said, five and a half hours a day. I was five foot 10, 145 pounds. And they said, you need to lose 15 pounds. Well, there were no diets back then. Yeah. So it was just Atkins and I'm an A blood type. I do very well with a lot of vegetables. And I went on Atkins where they're like, if you're hungry and eating a snack, have some bacon. And I'm like, I don't want bacon. I want an apple. Um, so I, it was a weird journey. We didn't have health food stores. We didn't have gyms. These things didn't really exist. We didn't have these tools. So how were we supposed to know? Right, right. Well, the, the thing is, listening to your body is one of the things that brings the wisdom of creation back where a lot of our intelligence kind of counter tries to countermand something that is, I believe, far smarter than our minds, which we kind of worship those that have gone through high level MD and PhD programs. And they they know some stuff, but there's a lot they don't know. And where's the humility in acknowledging that, that we have a connection to a higher intelligence, which our cells are connected to as well? Well, and also what we find in front of our faces in the center aisles of grocery stores is a lot of prepackaged, processed very easy to grab anything that's in a vending, most anything that's in a vending machine. These things are way too accessible and easy. So if you want to be healthy, you have to plan ahead. No, for sure. And, and you know, we talked about growing uh, our own food. It's been something I've never done growing up. And then I learned as an adult going, my gosh, this food is amazing. It's way better than anything I remember. And then becoming a part of that solution to the you know crisis of not only um, uh, poor food choices out there in the instant demand, on-demand grocery stores or even delivery, but realizing that we can sustain disruptions to supply chain, which we just went through in the last few years, where hunger could become a reality because people aren't connected to the source of their food other than it magically appears and they trade some paper for it. And I think getting out and growing your own food, I don't know if you do that. We have greenhouses and everything. It's just another spiritual experience with creation. Yes. I would love to have more land to be able to do that. And I do live in Arizona and uh, certain things don't grow here very well and other things grow super well. Yes. So learning what works and what doesn't, but you can't plant lettuce in July here. No, Just that wouldn't be a good plan. You'd have, 
<laughs> it would wilt before it even came up. So <laughs> yes. finding out what you can grow there and when and how to, that's why I was talking about tribal knowledge, you know, talking about two folks that have been doing it for years and maybe failed a lot of times before you meet them. And, and I'm like, even if you have to pay them for guidance, it saves you years of hardship to be ready to withstand challenges, which is part of life on planet earth since earth's been here and the people have been on it. So I think about these discussion topics are, as I said, not trying to frighten anybody, but to empower you so that you don't end up like going, well, what happened? You know, it's like stuff happens. Are you right. going to be ready for it? What can you do to be strong to withstand the challenges when, you know, as I mentioned, I couldn't go an hour or two without eating. Now I can fast and it's like, no problem. My body knows exactly how to deal with the downtime. And I remember the metabolism I had as a swimmer. It's like, man, you, you couldn't eat enough <laughs> to keep up with it. I would eat cheesecake before dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Now, Those days are gone. You have a lot of books. Is there anyone in particular that you want people to know and read that would kind of give them an overview of your journey and maybe inspire them? Well, I combined a bunch of my books and made one called Super Health. So I struggled with a thyroid problem, which led to an adrenal problem. Um, and so I combined a couple of books. I also wrote one on detoxing called lean clean and another one on just dieting lessons that I learned things that I learned over the years of trying all these different diets, because boy, once they told me I had to lose weight, those thoughts stayed in my mind, no matter what I did, no matter how thin I was, I always felt like I was never good enough. Mm -hmm. So that whole striving in the business of trying to please and make sure that you're on top of your game was is hard. It's just a, yeah. it's a big burden. Right. So you said thyroid. That's so common, uh, particularly for women. But I think men also have some issues there. Uh, are there any particular uh, supplements or other things that you can share? I, and I'm not saying that you're diagnosing and treating anybody, but just to right. share part of your story. Well, I still love like blue green algae. So I or spirulina. So I make sure that I try and I'm, I almost could chew it and eat it. So yes. just love seaweeds. <laughs> Yeah. When my wife was pregnant, that was her thing. It wasn't like chocolate soup and pickles. It was like spirulina. Give me spirulina. And she would just eat that spirulina like crazy. It, did your child come out green? No, actually <laughs> just, just normal color. In fact, you know, we, we, we joke about the fact that my kids have never been vaccinated. They've never had a antibiotic, not one antibiotic. And because we've used like bioactive silver hydrosol, we mentioned the sovereign silver and my kids aren't blue either. <laughs> you know, right. the whole idea they overblow the, the dangers because they want to keep you on the drug farm. I believe there's a lot of profit involved in that. And unfortunately those conflicts of interest could impact even good people like doctors that mean well, and they don't yeah. know a lot. So we have to help them too. Yes. And it's just a matter of educating and studies. I mean, studies need to help back up what we're saying. So I am uh, uh, write daily articles for Men's Journal and my space, my category is wellness and it's about healthier alternatives. So I'll bring up, hey, did you realize you don't have to use this toothpaste you might have been using for the last 50 years? Why don't you try something different or try oil pulling or try... Mm -hmm. There's just so many things that are out there and so many new ways to go about every part of our health that is all, uh, my job is to mm. make people aware of all these different things and just start thinking from a different point of view instead of grabbing that go-to that we've had, as I said, for years and years and years. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and this is the thing. We are programmed to believe certain things almost from birth. 
And, you know, some of those things could be great and right and you never need to abandon. But there are a lot of things that we've been taught, school or otherwise, I had to unlearn to be able to recover from all the ailments and illnesses I suffered from that modern medicine could not cure. Uh, so at any point in life, to be open to a different way that you didn't know, it doesn't mean you're not smart. It, it just like, you know, this is not about leading with ego. It's about being humble in the face of how much do we not know in creation? It's an unlimited right. amount of learning to go. And it's fun when you get there as opposed to going, oh, I can't admit I don't know something. And uh, that's not what this is all about. So that's why I love talking to you and others well, that bring up. Yes, this journey of healthy mm -hmm. discovery. And I'm constantly every single day finding, ooh, I want to learn about that. So I'll write about it and I'll read and, and do research on it and then write the article from a, a here's an alternative. Here's something that's healthier. I don't want to bash the other companies, but I do want to give people options and more information. Well, exactly. Exactly. Now, are you doing any events in person, speaking events or anything like that? Or is it all online? Do you do a podcast now in addition to your writing for Men's Health or Men's Journal, whatever? Men's Journal. No, I no. have not been doing that. Um, I'm trying to do three articles a day and put videos to them. And so it's uh, full time there <laughs> doing that. Uh, but I'm going in other directions. I've got things and ideas and curriculum and stuff that I'm trying to create, but I have not been on a speaking circuit. I just have not been asked. So I would okay. go if I was asked. <laughs> All right. Well, let's put it out there. If you guys want to see Kim at an event, we got plenty. Uh, and even, uh, I don't know if you're in the Phoenix area, but there's a wonderful restaurant there uh, called the giving tree. I don't know if you've been there all organic every you've been there. No, I haven't. I've been to some other farm to table type restaurants that are fabulous, but yeah, this yeah. one is uh, vegetarian. And like I said, we all are welcome here. We don't, it's not just a vegetarian show or a meat eating show. We, we're, we don't get mad if you eat differently than all the, all I say is please eat cleanly. That would be organic or it's equivalent. But like last night, if my mom's birthday wasn't happening, I'd have probably been down there because Jeffrey Smith, my good friend who was like the champion against genetically modified organisms and food was there uh, speaking. And there's, so there's a lot of cool events that occur at the giving tree in Phoenix. And I just highly recommend it. I'm just hungry talking about it. It's so good. And I'm not <laughs> necessarily vegetarian, but I'll go there and I will not miss the meat. That's how good it is. Damn, I love stuff like that. When you find healthy, wonderful things and your body's happy and you don't need that much. If you fill it with the nutrients and especially minerals mm -hmm. that I think we're so lacking in, in this country because of what we do with our soil and not rotating the crops. And I mean, we could get into all that, but our bodies are craving good, healthy, nutritious food. And as mm -hmm. I said, you don't need to have huge portions. And some some of you can fast forever. I mean, I'm better intermittent fasting than I am full 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's well, even that's a step in the significantly right direction. You know, the, the concept of fasting is giving that inflow a break and allowing the body to like at night, you know, the body changes direction in terms of energy and utilization. It works on detoxification and regeneration instead of all the, hey, what's the energy we need to break down the food? And especially if the food is not clean, then it's coming in with things that the body has to go on defense. You know, if we look at Bruce Lipton, if you've ever studied uh, Bruce Lipton and cellular biology of belief and all of that, putting the cells on defense instead of growth and healing, you know, it goes against all the things we, we want to do or say we want to do when we want to be healthy. So putting in the purest of things is a good thing because you believe you're worthy of, I would say, the love of creation, God's love to do good things by putting good food in you. Yes. And God didn't mess up food. We did as men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. 
Exactly. Are you still um, uh, swimming for uh, fitness or have you switched uh, to other forms of fitness to keep your body strong? I did so much swimming that I can go in a pool. Um, but when I first went to New York City, they didn't have a lot of pools to be able to swim in. Mm -hmm. So I transferred over to running and I ran eight marathons and wow. did triathlons. So I ran the marathons to prove that I was an athlete because I felt like, again, I was never thin enough, never good enough. It was when, when you're in the beauty business, it's almost like women to make themselves feel better would try and find something that hurt you so that they would feel better about themselves. So that's totally going against, you know, away from the, the food and nutrition things. But um, women can be really mean to women. And so when you don't feel you're good enough, I just went off into, uh, I don't know how I got sidetracked on that, but, but running became important for me and mm -hmm. became something. But I also felt like I needed to prove things to people, which was sad. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. shouldn't have to prove anything. But it did get me through running races. And I did two marathons after having babies five months and six months after oh having gosh. children. How old are your kids now? 37, 34, and 29. I have three Holy sons. Holy That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and did they follow in your footsteps and embrace health or did they rebel like some kids do? Well, when they were young, they used to rebel. And, you know, I might give them oatmeal, sprouted oatmeal for breakfast and put protein powder in there or something. They're like, oh, mom, I want just plain oatmeal. And I'm like, no, you need protein with it. And so now they look at me and they're like, oh, thank you. And my oldest son kind of is always teaching me something. So I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, going back to the modeling years, I think about the extremes of, of dieting, right? The weight loss, the, you know, the unhealthy, you know, even body image just to maintain what they say you needed to do to be on the, the cover of whatever. Uh, and, you know, we've talked to other like Carol uh, and she actually had to overcome cancer diagnosis with diet and she's been primarily raw since then. Um, how did you navigate that world? Were you consciously aware of the choice you were making or again, was that an evolution post, you know, that intense, those intense years of supermodeling? A little of both. I think as I was trying to, at 18, 19, figure out what works, and the, as I said, the tools and information we had way back then in the late 70s was um, minimal. So mm -hmm. I worked with what I had, and I kept studying and trying to learn and listen to what other people were saying and realize my body wouldn't react the same way maybe as someone else's would. So is that okay? And how do I adjust? And so I remember one day I was working for Vogue with Irving Penn and um, I decided I was fat that day. So I decided I wasn't going to eat. And so the morning went by and he broke for lunch and I just kind of stood there and waited for everyone to be done and finally got dressed and I went on set and he looked through his camera and he looked up and he looked back through the camera and he looked at the people from Vogue and he says, I can't work with her. She has no life in her eyes. And he kicked me off the set and I never worked with him again. Wow. This was a very famous, wonderful gentleman. I mean, he was yeah. a wonderful guy. Yeah. But I, how stupid was that? Was I going to lose a pound on set? Do you, were you going to see that in the clothing? So it was a silly, dumb thing. And I learned I can't go without eating because I have to have life in my eyes. I have mm. to have energy. I have to feel good. Mm. And if I was feeling denied, that whole weird mental thing of, of being denied and, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. And that's a terrible way to live, too. I mean, mm. it should be if you want to fast. I'm doing this because I'm doing something good for me. And mm -hmm. this is why I'm doing it. It's beneficial instead of 
oh, well, I have to yeah. fast today. And no, to I, me, I don't to, get to have this. Right? And I don't get to play or have that. And, Kim, you're so right. I mean, for me, it's a spiritual discipline. I actually look forward to it. And, and, you know, it's been uplifting for my experience, not just, you know, physically, I had already achieved a lot of recovery from where I was. And so do I need to do it for my physical health? Not really anymore, but it is a discipline that I find, you know, spiritually beneficial fasting. And I was going to ask you about your spiritual center point. Did you always have that growing up or was this something you discovered through modeling or after? Because being a supermodel, of course, there are a lot of people trying to take advantage of you and they're not very spiritually oriented, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Did, did you have to learn some of the hard lessons uh, and then become, you know, grounded in a spiritual center? Tell me a little bit about that journey. So I had for some some way when I grew up, I had a strong sense of self and I had boundaries. And so I didn't cross a lot of those. I never had to have sex to get a cover. And I had a cover of a magazine the first four days I was working for Italian Bazaar. And it was just done because that was just who I ended up being was somebody was on a ton of covers but that whole journey of so i grew up in a church and Mm -hmm. wasn't even an elder of my church at 17 because they wanted a youth's opinion Mm -hmm. but when i went to new york city i didn't go to church because now i don't have my mother telling me i need to go and trying to figure out my own lifestyle and where i belonged and who i was and but finally back about 30 years old i was struggling in my first marriage and then became a very strong christian so now i um, go to Bible study. I lead Bible studies and just love God. And, and did that help you find a relationship, not only to God, but a, a new one that, that worked in terms of uh, marriage and having kids and everything? I married a Jewish man. And <laughs> so, so yeah, he's, he's wonderful. Uh, my children are all, you know, this was way before, so I already had children, but they were raised okay in the Christian faith also. Mm-hmm. And they're all strong Christians. But so. it, isn't it funny how love is though? You know, we're drawn to to souls for whatever reason. And sometimes it's a hard lesson as you talk about marriages that don't make it. And then you find a relationship that supports you, uplifts you. And it might be from a, you know, a different religion even. And I've said this about, um, you know, marriage that it's easier to have, you know, let's say you had children with someone of a different faith. It's easier to navigate that than to marry someone who has a hundred percent trust in modern medicine and all the drugs and shots and having someone who said, you know what, I no longer trust that. That's a more difficult marriage than having two different faiths. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I know. I've got a wonderful husband and he lets me feed him and give him whatever supplements. <laughs> I nice. He doesn't know he's got raw beet slipped into his <laughs> drink or, you know, any of that. Oh, that's great. Smart yeah. man. Just trust you and you'll take care of him. That's wonderful. Yes. He loves it. Awesome. For him. Yeah. Well, looks, it sounds like you're doing amazingly well and there's probably a lot more adventures ahead for you based on the life you're living and, uh, and helping others through your stories, which I, I love yes. that you give back. Uh, and there may be some things we don't even know yet coming up for you. And I'm excited to hear about them. And if you ever want to uh, drop back by, you're welcome here. Or if you ever end up on the speaking circuit, cause I think people would enjoy meeting you and learning from you in that way too. But you have your books. We have your website linked up today. Uh, let's see. I just make sure I've got it right. Kim Alexis, right? Just as it yep. sounds, A-L-E-X-I-S dot com. Are yep. there any other sites we need to know? And we, all your books are linked up on Amazon if they want to get them too. And all my articles on Men's Journal are under mensjournal.com slash pursuit slash Kim dash Alexis. 
Okay. So. I don't know, Super Don, if you have that linked up, but we can certainly <laughs> add that to the notes uh, so people can tap into what you're doing there as well. And uh, if you need any help with anything, always feel free. You can reach out. Um, we, we tend not to uh, wait 10 years to be able to tell people the good news, like the officials, right? Uh, but all about honoring the experience of, of life itself and the journey to healing. And it, it and it's a wonderful adventure. It's really exciting. And I'm glad to connect with you as well, uh, Kim. It's nice to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I hope we both learn so much more. And I hope that there is more and more studies and enthusiasm towards healthier alternatives for all aspects of living. Yeah. For those that want to be here and be here and have a, a wonderful, healthy life, I think that's in, inevitable, uh, I think. But uh, sometimes we got to break through some patterns. Uh, all of us, we're all there. And even now, I, you know, as much as I know, I know there are a lot of things I don't know. And I always want to maintain that uh, humble state because if I don't, Super Don, my producer, or my wife uh, at home, I, they have permission to slap me upside the head and go, oh, hey, it's not about that, you know? And yeah. so uh, we, we stay in that learning mode and we stay young like my mom at 90. I love it. I love it. I want to be 90 and dancing too. I'm going yeah. to be. Yeah, exactly. That's the <laughs> statement. That's the truth. And when you live the way you're talking about, we're talking about, that is how we're supposed to be, I believe. Yes. We've only believed yes. it otherwise, and that's why we've kind of done that. So, yeah, everybody, plan to dance at 90 or 100. Keep it, keep it going, everybody. And Kim Alexis may be able to help you, too. Kim, thanks for being on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Appreciate you. All right. That was fun. Uh, Kim Alexis on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I, I think she's like, what, guest number 1,900 and somewhere in there, really getting, getting, cranking it up there. Great people. I love to spotlight and, and highlight folks that have a, a journey that is quite unique. And I've never been a supermodel. I know you can't tell by looking at me, but that's, I've never done that. <laughs> that, that, that whole history of going through that. And, you know, we've made friends with some that have gone through that journey. And uh, those that I'm friends with have, like Kim, decided to take on a real healthful life and teach what they've learned and continue to learn to help others. And uh, that's always an inspiring thing to do. Now we have a homeopathic hit of the day. We do that every new live show. Um, this homeopathic medicine is going to help you, especially if you have uh, rheumatic issues. But this is one of those remedies when we get to it. It's, it can't be constrained into a five-minute segment. Some remedies are very simple and not a lot going on. This one will. We'll get to it in a moment. Uh, also, let me see. Uh, I have to do it long. Oh, yeah, the long COVID issue. You know, the, the chronicities we, that we've talked about on this show long before there was COVID uh, involved nutrient deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, involved toxicological burdens, and you know, so that doesn't change when we talk about something called long COVID or long hauler syndrome. Um, right now, investigating and interviewing many uh, experts, so to speak, in their various fields to talk about this very, uh, I don't know, delicate subject, but intense subject, a subject that doesn't have a lot of definitive answers. You know, it's not a one size fits all, but it has a lot of different perspectives. And I think we're better off by investigating it all and coming to some conclusions and learning along the way. Uh, so that is something that you'll want to be staying connected with us. If you haven't begun to receive the RSB show newsletters, text RSB to double six, eight, double six. RSB, my initials, to 66866 and get the newsletter for free so that we'll keep you up to, up to date on when those interviews become public. And we're working on them in this first quarter of the new year. And, and, and it leads to this story uh, about 
you know, the long hauler syndrome there. Let me just see if I could pull this up in front of uh, y'all. Superdon probably has it up. Yeah, here it is. It says over half of long haul or long COVID patients suffer persistent cognitive slowing. A new study reveals, and there are doctors and scientists coming out and saying this is accelerating dementia, various neurological issues. Uh, and this was published in eClinical Medicine. They wanted to see if there was an ongoing or a prevalence of substantial cognitive decline uh, could be used as a diagnostic diagnostic marker of, of so-called coronavirus disease 2019. Now, what's missing, I believe, in this article at the news-medical.net is an acknowledgement about the injections, the synthetic mRNA that uh, do, does not belong, I believe, uh, anywhere on this planet. At this point, you, you, there's no, there's not a study, a double-blind placebo-controlled study showing safety or efficacy of this stuff. All we've seen is the, the, the attempts to hide the harm from them. So whether it's a perception of belief that this is due to COVID infection or whether more likely, as we've talked about extensively, it's more due to injection, uh, regardless, we're going to be hitting the topic and helping you. And there are some basic things that you can do when we talk about brain fog. In the past, we might have said, hey, could it be a gastrointestinal inflammation resulting in imbalance and dysbiosis, yeast overgrowth, things like that? That could still be the case. But there could be no more nefarious pathways of degradation going on with the injections stimulating DNA conformity or production of proteins that are abhorrent and toxic to the human body and animal body. And creating that impacting any and every system that impacts what they call long haul, which seems to be a catch-all phrase for a lot of different things. And what I want to do is continue to investigate, discuss, bring on people here, as well as do that intense online kind of summit on this issue. Uh, so um, as we talk about brain fog, we can talk about impact on brain nervous system, of course, gut health as well. Remember the role of copper. Copper plays a huge role here in a lot of electrical activity, including we talk about heart rhythm, the arrhythmias. Having not adequate copper stores or adequate copper in the body is a problem in an ability then to keep and maintain a normal, healthy heartbeat. Now, between the cardio miracle and the sovereign copper, you can go a long way to address a lot of these things, even if we don't have a definitive agreement on what long haul is. Because again, there's a wide variety of opinions on that. I'm here, not here to say definitively it's this and not that. It could be this and that and something else we don't yet know. And I'm open to discussing it all. So if you guys have questions or comments, keep dropping them in at robertscatbell.com. You can also call and leave a message uh, at uh, 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. By the way, Super Don, do you have that call that we could play before we do the homeopathic hit? I know I'm throwing you a curveball here live, and but we've got time. You don't have that available? No, I do not. Okay, because it was a good call question that I wouldn't mind uh, playing and answering on the air. I don't know if the person wanted their name known or anything like that either. Yeah, like that was, uh, well, I mean, we could probably paraphrase it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, in fact, I'll just, I'll just take what you sent to me in Skype. Okay. So basically we got the call and it was basically, uh, yeah. What's the deal with that folium PX? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who was that? Do you remember who was asking the question? I apologize. Cause I don't have the audio. It was, it, and, and you guys <clears throat> can leave a message like that, that we'll respond to sometimes directly, sometimes on the air. Uh, but it was Bonnie. Uh, 
Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie, for that. It was like, I've been hearing you talk about the Foley PX. I've heard you talk about a lot of things. Why is that so special? And why is that better than the other things that you've talked about? Right. And look, I'm not here to say better or worse. I'm here to say more uh, appropriate in certain circumstances and, and a lot of circumstances at this point. And of course, this was primarily born of the clinical, let's call it, or anecdotal experience with my mom, in addition, of course, to the sound science that we have, peer-reviewed literature, published literature as well on it, which is pretty profound and impressive. But as we got my mom on the Folium PX over a year ago, December of 2022, heading into 2023, she had been suffering, as she described, from a nickel allergy. I think it's much more comprehensive than that during COVID, but she was never diagnosed officially with COVID because she knew the tests were bogus because she listens to her son. So regardless, she was declining. Her energy, her energy, I mean, her life force was diminishing. I'm like thinking, mom, are you going to make it to 89? I was very concerned about mom at that point. And you all know the rest of the story because now she's 90 and dancing. But before her 89th birthday in December of the last year, right, the eight, the 2022, she got on the folium and she started taking it. In two weeks, she called me and said, I'm I'm sleeping better. I, I've got energy again. I'm like, it, it, could this be related to the folium I'm taking? And I said, well, you haven't started anything else new. That's pretty profound. I'm not going to discount it. And then by the time January 1st, 2023 hit, she was dancing in the new year. And by the time January 29th, 2023 hit her 89th birthday, she was celebrating and dance. And we showed that video as she was dancing on stage at her Sandra, her friend Sandra, who has a theater. And they were playing a movie from 1934 with, I think, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers or something like that. And she was dancing during that. It was so awesome. We were like, celebrate. This is amazing. And now a year later at 90, she's still dancing. And uh, it, it's just enough to try to remind her, mom, you got to stay on it. It's like, do I keep, do I keep, keep taking it? Yes. Keep taking it. It helped you more than anything else I've ever seen. And so uh, to answer your question, uh, in addition to the science of binding heavy metals, binding ionizing radiation, and a lot of toxic pollutants we're all exposed to, airborne, foodborne, waterborne. It is one of the most powerful counteracting agents to help your body to overcome and break through. I call it the ceiling in your healing. So, Bonnie, if you haven't hit a ceiling in your healing, you feel great. You know, right on cardio miracle, all the other things we talk about, selenium, everything. I still do that. But when you have that, and I'm not saying wait for that. It's not my intent, Super Don, to say, hey, wait till you're on death's door and your life force is diminished. Then try the polium. But many people are already there. I'm like, they're going, what do I so, do? Yeah, folium PX is not the Hail Mary of of, of health. But uh, for many, it ideas. is, and it has succeeded where others' things have not done as right. much as you think they should. So that's my short answer to that very serious and good question. Uh, why? You know, I don't, it's not every day that I talk about a new product here. Uh, you know, we talk a lot in generalities in terms of quality and what to take. And there are sometimes things just pop out that are so sensational that you'll hear me talk about them more than other things. And it's part of my experience as is with anybody. And Super Don, you know, when you got c- the cardio miracle and we found out your migraines went away, it's like, holy tamole, we've Dude, got that another was breakthrough. Like, yeah, that yeah. was just, I just, and, and you know, what was so cool is the way that it was discovered. Yeah. On air. Pretty inadvertently on the air. That's right. By accident, yeah. where it was mm-hmm. just a, the light bulb went on. It was like, holy cow, guess what? So, yeah, very cool. Very pretty, cool. All right, so we've got a few extra minutes here. Um, okay. I didn't tell you about this, but I got an email. This is a couple of them. Mm-hmm. From Carl Five. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it was a couple of things. The first email I got from him, he was talking about the um, Keep Streaming. And okay. he sent me an email and he says, uh, you know, I, I totally would be all in on the uh, Q streaming, but I, I called uh, and talked to the people there and they weren't sure whether they had the UFC pay-per-view um, or the uh, NFL Sunday ticket. Okay. So I, I logged in and I took a screenshot and I said, well, there's the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. In addition to that, that you get the NFL, uh, uh, red zone and the uh, Monday night football. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know the UFC uh, thing does cause I've watched it before. So he was right. very excited about that. Yeah. The customer um, service might not know all of it. They may not know. They maybe. watch all the stuff you do. Super yeah. D. yeah. So or it definitely Carl has those. So yeah. Carl, Carl's all excited about that. The second yeah. email that he sent me mm-hmm. uh, was about a couple of things. Number one, he's saying that uh, as someone who has successfully used the silver Allo protocol, several mm-hmm. times for several people. Yeah. He's saying that you need to update the protocol. Yes. And okay. he's saying that because it shows products on there that aren't available anymore. That, well, didn't I talk about that like a week yeah. or two ago? I, and it's like, I've, that's, I'm with you, Carl. I, this is something that I intend to do and I have been slack about it or there's always something that's getting in the way. And I, I apologize, but you are correct because a lot of the products are either different by name or not available anymore. And I definitely need to update that uh, chapter. So he's right. I, I've got nothing but sorry, dude. <laughs> I, I've got to catch up with that and many other things. But that's high on the list, Super D. And uh, you can keep uh, squeaky wheeling it for me until I get so annoyed I finally do it. Yeah. And then in the second part of that, he says he had a pro tip. Okay. Um, and this is something we've talked about before. He, he, he said that the Canjest tea, mm-hmm. it, it tastes like complete <laughs> and uh, he said, but they sell capsules. And we've talked about this before. Right. In fact, I actually have yeah. some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, you can just replace the, uh, the teaspoon for six capsules a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, people seem to have much an easier time with that. I know that there's some difference, in, difference of opinions on that because some people have said that the capsules just don't work like the, the can just tea yeah, does. But I will agree with him. Yeah. Is what it tastes like. Um, <laughs> you guys got to get over your taste buds. I'm just saying. But I, have, I, have f- I have found, yeah. interestingly enough, that uh, the hot, if you can get the water mm-hmm. as hot as you can get it, but still make it something that you can drink, mm-hmm. it's easier than if it's in like a lukewarm water. Uh, it's, I don't want if, it boiling, though. Well, duh. I, I okay. said hot. Just being, you know, people hear things. <sighs> And you probably don't want it frozen either, right? Because it's really hard to swallow the giant ice cube. This, um, is, this is the real Super Don coming out right now. How, this is how annoyed he gets with me when you're not. There yeah. you go. Uh, one of those for you. <laughs> so anyway, but I'm saying that's what I have found. But mm-hmm. uh, would you agree? I mean, what's your opinion on the capsule situation? Well, the yeah, the key to full benefit is activating it in warm or even hot water, but not boiling water. Okay. Right. So, so it, it can be more than just warm. It can You can get it into like really yeah. hot. You can get it hotter than just warm, yeah. but the idea is not to boil it. And yes, that's the key to activating it fully. So yes, you can still get some benefit, but you derive the greatest benefit when it's activated in that state. Which kind of makes sense because, yeah. you know, it's liquid and there's less less uh, work that the digestions, you know, your system has to do to get to it. Mm-hmm. If you just do it liquid and it's absorbed uh, quicker. So, but look, I understand if you take six capsules a day, you're still going to get some benefit from it. But I, from what I understand... It's mm-hmm. not as beneficial and not as easily 
uh, 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 used uh, right. by the body in the capsule form than in the powder form. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. So thanks, thanks, Carl, for the emails. And you know, you guys, if you have questions, you can always. There's multiple ways to get them to us. Mm-hmm. You can shoot me an email at askrsb at gmail dot com. Um, you can submit it at the website on the contact uh, page. You can leave us a voicemail uh, at eight six six nine three nine two three five five. You can even message me on on Facebook. That has happened before, although I, I sometimes may miss those. Mm-hmm. Because if I get a message at three o'clock in the morning, I used to get those a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Watch this video. Right. What, what, go to sleep. Why are you yeah. awake? Um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, we appreciate all the questions and comments that you guys have. All right. In the bonus round, I do have questions uh, of, of football nature just for super Don, but we'll get to that. First, we got not a football hit, but a homeopathic hit. all of the homeopathic hits every day right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, the homeopathic hit of the day does not star Tom Selleck, and it's not called Manganum P.I., <laughs> but it's uh, uh, we're going to get to what it is in a moment. There's the image of it there. Super Don's got a thumbs up. It's a cute little cube of a particular metal. Uh, this homeopathic hit's going to address that uh, in five minutes, I can't cover it all because it's a lot in this remedy. Manganum, thanks to Nutritional Frontiers, Folium PX, and Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org, for supporting us to bring you these homeopathic hits on a daily basis to get you intrigued and interested in uh, various forms of energy, healing, medicine, etc. In addition to all the great supplements we talk about here. So go ahead and open up that PDF for everybody. It's free. Um, This is manganum, the remedy often indicated for joint pain, hoarseness. Hey, did I misspell that? I probably did. (laughs) Hoarseness, H-O-R-S, H-O-A-R-S. And I'm not going to throw Super Don on the bus. I might have done that. And some ear issues. Uh, But hoarseness is not... Not that kind of hoarseness. It's like, I can't speak. I'm a bit hoarse. So the homeopathic hit of the day, focusing on manganum, a homeopathic remedy often used, again, for joint pain, ear issues, uh, hoarseness, some type of certain types of neuralgia. So let's hit that. It's derived from manganese, particularly manganese acetate. And, of course, here's the image of it. And uh, that looks like a fun friend to have. I don't think you'd ingest it as its mother substance, manganese acetate. But as a homeopathic remedy, it's used in a highly diluted form and it could treat joint pain, particularly in the knees and the hips and uh, can be used for ear related issues and chronic. Hey, I spelled it right in here. See that super not? I got it right once. Hoarseness, H-O-A-R-S. E-N-E-S-S. Physical. Manganum is often known for its efficiency in treating joint pain, especially in the knees and hips, characterized by sometimes cracking sounds and stiffness, painful ankles, bone sensitivity could be all over this. You know, oh, I'm sensitive everywhere you touch uh, various rheumatic issues. Also indicated in some cases of some ear issues like hearing problems and even tinnitus. People have asked about tinnitus sometimes. That's an interesting thing to consider. And neuralgias mentally. There may be, of course, general state of irritability, frustration, other things, discomfort, uh, limitations related to a lot of things manifesting, uh, indicating the use of this remedy. Uh, Again, primary uses. Again, quick hits, trying to drive it in deep really quickly. Joint pain, effective for joint pains in the knees, hips, symptoms like stiffness, cracking sounds, etc. Ear issues like uh, clogging, hearing difficulties, tinnitus. Uh, I mentioned respiratory issues briefly, throat 
hoarseness, and I spelled it right two out of three times. So give me a break. <laughs> Super Don will have to correct the headline. Neuralgias, uh, certain times. It really bothers you. I know how much of a grammar Nazi you are. So I know. I'm like, like, how did I miss that? I did that. <laughs> I can't yell. You've apologized like three times already. I know. It's like because you know uh, who will uh, who will uh, let me have it for that. Uh, Bala, uh, Bala Bala will help me have it. Yes. So I, I'm going to preemptively say I screwed up. I know it. Super Don will correct it. Uh, neuralgias for certain types providing relief from nerve related pain. So, again, it's it's a wide ranging remedy. This is uh, suitable for use. This manganum uh, as low potency or high potency. You can use 12X, 12C, 30C to start repeated as needed. If symptoms aren't getting better, you could go to a higher potency or consult with a homeopath or find one of the complementary remedies to help you there if symptoms are more severe and not uh, clearing up. Here are some suggested adjunct remedies, depending on which way or reason manganum is coming up for you, like joint pain, uh, stiffness, worse on initial movement. That would be rust toxicodendron or rust tox. Causticum is interesting because for chronic joint issues and neuralgia, it can complement manganum's action. And I thought, since I'm a talker and you guys are talkers, I hope, maybe you're singers, throaty huskiness in the voice associated with laryngitis, loss of your, your voice, verbascum, which I've used on the air and showed you how that works. Verbascum is another great remedy that might complement manganum, depending on the reason you're choosing it. Uh, so in addition, as we wrap this up, remember, don't self-prescribe for serious uh, non you know, the thing's not cleared up, like get some help if you need help, if the if symptoms persist or worsen. And as we wrap up, again, reminder, valuable homeopathic remedy, manganum for joint pains, ear issues, hoarseness, certain types of neuralgia. And if you would keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell Show, and please share the show with others. It's a wonderful thing to give the gift of healing to others. It's remember, it's, this is not to replace a doctor if you have or want one, but to empower you with information and education so you can make better, fully informed decisions about the care of your health or the health of your loved ones and your kids without interference by outside agencies, government or otherwise. And again, thank you once again to Nutritional Frontiers, Foley MPX, Trinity School of Natural Health and others for supporting us in this message, as well as those of you who are patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And we've set up our next AMA, Zoom AMA. Uh, will be February 24th, 2024. That's a Saturday, uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This PDF that Super Don helped produce is available for free download in the show notes on the day it first airs, which is January 30th, 2024. And then as uh, a grouping, I think Super Don has made a place once a week, he'll add it. For those of you that want to hear and see it, that is the video version of this, that is uh, really exclusive to our patron supporters. So you get a lot of bonus stuff and I hope you'll consider even a little as four ninety nine a month helping us out in that way. All right, super D anything else we got to do wrap up before the bonus round? Um, no, no, no. We're good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to Kim Alexis. Thanks. Uh, in wow. And Archer butcher. Wasn't that great? Even though we heard the, the dolphin story many times, yep. you can't. That's it's crazy. Like, it's, it's just awesome, crazy. Just, so if you guys want to talk more about anything we did in the show today, chime it in in the chat room live for those of you on live or later. Uh, send us an email or uh, join us on our Zoom once a month for our patron supporters. And uh, with that, bonus round comes up in about 60 seconds or the blink of an eye if you're listening on the podcast later because the power to heal is still yours. Watching these creatures during that little 60-second interlude there, Superdon put his video, and all I can think of is the remedy formicarufa, uh, the formic <laughs> acid from ants. Did it make it kind of itchy a little bit there? Just yeah. like, ugh. Yeah.
But again, we got the remedy, so I was remedying it as I was watching it. So no problem. I think we've done Formica Rufa. I'm not sure. We've done so many remedies at this point. Um, anyway, Manganum, how about that? So remember, please, so that I don't get a, a, a bad word from Bala, correct my title. <clears throat> so Hello, hoarseness, right? I'm Mr. Ed. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's not what I meant. Anyway, so uh, what do you think of Kim Alexis? She was interesting. Cool lady. Yeah. 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 That was a shorter interview than I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, look, first time connecting kinda, with her. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. is where it went. But I just uh, want to get you know the overview of her journey and and learn a few things, and then we got stuff to do. We had the homeopathic kit and other stuff I needed to cover, but I thought she was great. And again, Anne, gosh, man, she's brilliant. It was great to see Alden there at the end, considering what he had been through. And we even having covered that story a few times on the air with Anne, it's still like a new story every time I hear it. And, you know, learning about that device, the uh, Monocore, those of you who haven't checked it out, Monocore, M-O-N-I-C-O-R-U-S-A, MonocoreUSA.com. Check it out if you want to get it. I think the idea of having these devices in every neighborhood to help, like, that's the stuff that will decentralize healing, you know, so people aren't dependent as much on those that uh, maybe are not schooled or skilled in energy medicine, which is the future of medicine, even Thomas Edison, whether you like that guy or not, I think he was saying that one time but many others recognized that it's time we uh begin to move forward and getting away from toxicological suppression treatments as the primary or only means by which we can address health issues or challenges mm -hmm. hmm. all right so any uh, questions uh, comments coming from rumble or other chat rooms uh let's see here uh, let's see here. So no, nothing over on Rumble. I'm seeing a, a comment from Spirit PR. Does that mean it's Kevin or somebody else portraying themselves as Spirit PR? Well, if it was Kevin, I don't know. To be honest with you, be very late at night. In it's Israel either Kevin or, or or Anna. Anna sometimes does that. Yeah. Yeah. Reveal yourself. <laughs> Who are Dawn. you? Don says, "Great show. Thank you, Don. Appreciate you being out there and." Uh, doing all the great stuff that you do, Don, as well, out and about. Or, let's see. Stacy uh, wanted you to know that you have the complexion of a supermodel. Not me. Not you? No. I know it wasn't me. She's talking about you. No, it wasn't me. Yeah, you I, did, because you said, I'm not a supermodel. And so she was, well, you oh, have really? the complexion no, of a Stacey, that's No, I was Kim Alexis. Not no. me. Well, she is a supermodel. Doesn't even make any sense. That's funny. I don't know, Stacy, who are you referring to, but I can't be me or Super D. That's just crazy. <laughs> you know the thing about. It, I mean, obviously, we're gonna we're gonna say this with her on the air, but yeah, um, guys of our 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 age and generation, mm -hmm. uh, we were introduced to Kim Alexis not uh, through health and wellness, right? She was one of the iconic uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition models. Mm -hmm. Um, before they transgendered them and went out of business practice. Weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, she was like the epitome. I mean, it was there was that period of time where the swimsuit edition was like the thing, you know, that thing flew off the shelves. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's like, you know, it's like the same people that said, hey, it's a great idea to buy Monsanto. Probably it's Sports Illustrated. The same people that said, hey, you know what? Let's put a transgender on. Yeah. On the oh, hey, of, we're all yay. Because that's, you know, what our viewers want to see. What? I mean, you know, talk about being out of touch with reality. Yep. Yeah. What hump? Exactly. <laughs> so, 
Oh, that's funny. Um, your jokes are funny, Robert Scott Bell. I hope sometimes that they are. I actually he, saw speaking on that in that on that yeah. that topic. Uh, mm-hmm. I was reading an article. There's a, a publication out there. It's the sister uh, publication of the Onion, mm-hmm. but it, it's not it's not uh, parody stuff. It's it, they're just, it's called the AV Club. Okay, and they wrote an article apparently on one of the recent or maybe even the last episodes of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Uh. Dave Chappelle showed up unannounced. Oh. And was on stage during the, you know, the closing thing where everybody's standing on the stage and they're yeah. all clapping. And the, he just showed up and he was there. And apparently that really offended some people. Uh, Transgender people? Well, or uh, sympathizers, let's say. Yeah. Uh, wow. And yeah, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, you, you're you've got it easy if you get offended by Dave Chappelle appearing at the end of uh, Saturday Night Live, just clapping with everybody. Yes, and he's Chappelle is so funny the way he takes a concept and a story and winds it, winds it. You have no earthly idea where the punchline is going to be and what it's going to be, and then you get there, you're like, "Holy tamole, was that masterful?" The way he did that. But you but, know what's interesting in that situation, and I'm I'm gonna try not to go off into a tangent, you know, but just just uh, a hit and run comment here. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like whenever you see somebody, not whenever, but quite often when you see somebody complaining mm-hmm. or, or, or being offended by something that somebody has said about a group or whatever, mm-hmm. those people have a tendency not to be a part of the group that, that that's uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. They're I don't know. To be offended for them. You know, these are also. The people that other liberals like Bill Maher calls the, I think even uh, Malcolm X talked about the liberal white man or woman was mm-hmm. like the most dangerous, right? The way they, they want to claim ownership over the plight of others. Uh, and Well, yeah. And, and it's, it's brilliant. There have been, I've seen these interviews done where on the one side you've got, and I, you know, I, listen, I'm white. I mean, I'm part Italian, but Italians, they don't get any respect. They, yeah, they don't. All, an olive complexion. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Right. The Italians are like the stepchild of, 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 of races. Um, because Pasta they're, adjacent. They're not, they're not considered Latino or Hispanic or, or right. any of that kind of stuff. You you know, no technically, status, right? Technically, I mean, they really, they should be in that, in that group. Not that I want to be in a group, but mm-hmm. um, anyway, um, that you'll see these 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 articles written in, or they'll do interviews on the street. You know, what do you think? You think this is? Oh, that's definitely racist. Oh, I can't believe that. Uh, and they're white people, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll turn around, they'll go on the inter- interview somebody who's black. So, so does this offend you? And they're like, no. Why, why, why would I be care about that? You know. And so I don't know. It's just it's a weird. They be offended for people they think should be offended, and they're not. They're offended when they're not. I, they don't even know. Yeah. Uh, it's a yeah. sad story. I, yeah. Yeah. Or like with the Indian thing, you right. know, oh, we got to change the name of the, 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 what was it? The Redskins to the commanders, right? You know, the football, well, the various team. mascot changes. There's our yeah. segue to football, yeah. but, but, oh, there but yeah. yeah. And then, it, you know, then they'll, they'll interview and talk to uh, Native Americans and they're like, no, we think it's cool. Yeah. You know, but then uh, you got all these, these white people, oh, okay, we got to cancel it. We got to change it. Oh my goodness. You yeah, know, it's like, wait a minute, you're part of the group that, offend, that 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 persecuted the Indians. You know, I mean, we, right? 
anyway. I, I have to bring it back before we go into the football thing to, you know, my spiritual perspective on this. Now, I'm not saying it's the, the, the higher, the lower. It's just saying this is my perspective is that we emphasize so much like the Starbelly Sneetches story of Dr. Seuss books, the external appearance, you know, pigment pigmentation being like the defining characteristic of a soul that inhabits a body in various different shades of whatever. And I think that is a divisive concept. It doesn't honor our true spiritual heritage where we all are aligned in mission, purpose, and spirit because we are all created of the same God. Now, everybody may have a belief that's different than mine on that, but I'm just saying it's not been conducive to great relationships. When you look at everybody and judge them based on that external characteristic, one of a zillion. And this is where you even have people within that, if you call it a group of people that have darker skin or lighter skin and go, hey, you're not one of us because you believe politically different than we're supposed to believe. How offensive is that for someone from outside your group telling you you're part of that group and you're supposed to believe this? I remember what Biden said, if you vote for that other guy, you ain't black. You remember that? Mm, I do. Dude, how did he get away with that? I was like, really? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't that popular in that com- in any community, but at the same time, he they still give him a lot of leeway to do stuff. And the, the moment somebody has a hint of it, if somebody else does it, it's like, oh, the end of the world is nigh. But uh, I don't mean to get into the politics of it because this isn't a show about right versus left or Democrat versus Republican. Oh, it's, it's about freedom. It's uh, it's it's somewhat entertaining to get into yeah. once in a while, but. Yeah, it can be considered. By the way, I was super white yesterday at mom's place because I yes, was kind of washed were. out with the light coming in from the windows there and everything. So I needed a complexion of a Kim Alexis today. She was coming in from Arizona. I think she's getting some winter sun. It's nice. I, I need some of that. Maybe San Antonio this weekend. I don't know if I'll see much of the outdoors, but when we're together with Tracy Slepsevic and a whole lot of our other friends, it's going to be a great two day and a half reunion. Uh, with folks in San Antonio, Texas. Lori Harvey will be there, a good friend, and looking forward to seeing her. I've got some remedies. She won a bunch of remedies at the last Zoom AMA. And you were like, so jealous. You're like, can I play? (laughs) Dude, that was just an enormous amount of silver that you were giving away. Yeah, I just was feeling first of the year, super generous, going, thank you. I got to get, I I need to get some more. That's why I was going to do that. Yeah. Well, I'll send you a care package too, my friend. I've got my my kids, man. My kids. They go through it. it. Yeah. Burns and cuts and grandkids and Mm -hmm. diapers and the whole deal. So anyway, so uh, did you, did you see this? uh, Do you see this here? What's this? Uh, What is that? I'm looking at that right there. Out of Turin. No, that is not the Shroud of Turin. Uh, there is a chance here, and uh-huh. they, this hasn't been confirmed, but there's this ocean exploration company mm-hmm. that dropped like millions of dollars uh, and thinks that it is very possible they have found Amelia Earhart's wrecked plane. This Whoa. is a sonar image. Where And where? what part of the Pacific is that? Uh, it was in the Pacific Ocean. And it's, uh, you know, this is one of those things where they did, uh, you know, all the investigation and tried to connect yeah. the dots and figure out, you know, where, where and all that kind of stuff been, like right? that. And this is yeah. a sonar image, 16,000 mm-hmm. feet below the surface. 16,000 uh, feet. Oh yes. And so this is, uh, in theory, uh, should be in the area that it would have gone down potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they haven't proven it yet, but yeah. this is uh, something that's been going around on the internet right now that they may have located. Well, I'm curious as to where uh, Lori says between Hawaii and Australia. Okay. Mm. 
Yeah, that's a lot of lot of air and a lot of water to cover there. That's pr- that's yep. like you know finding a needle of a needle of a needle of a needle in a haystack right. to do that. That's pretty right. impressive if they right. done that. That is really cool. That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah, something Amazing. we we grew up uh, learning about, right? The disappearance of a million right? Earhart. So, what about uh, your San Francisco 49ers? Because I watched part of the game. I was obviously busy <laughs> at mom's party. So yeah. I couldn't see it all, but it looked really bad the first half. I'm like, uh oh. I was, I, yeah, I was very nervous, and I, I, I kind of was starting to move in the direction of, oh man, I just might just turn the TV off, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, holy cow, yeah. you know, my wife was uh, saying, you got to see this game. <laughs> oh, the second half was amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. The way they came back from from 17 points down. Can you be and, objective if I ask this question? Was it because mm-hmm. Detroit sucked in the second half, or did Brock Purdy really save their butts? It was a combination. Yeah. Um, really? I mean, it wasn't all just one thing. You mm-hmm. had some some crazy plays. Um, there was one in particular, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I, Brock Purdy pat, threw the ball. The yeah. ball, it looked like it got overthrown just a hair. Mm-hmm. And Ayuk wasn't able to grab it. It bounced off the face mask of one of the Detroit Lions that was covering him, and Ayuk caught it off the bounce. Uh, it was just, just the craziest play. And then I there saw was a, that play, by the way, in rerun. It was like, holy moly, what, <laughs> how do you do that? I re- it reminds no. me of the, the, the Super Bowl play against the uh, the Falcons when they got beaten by the Patriots, even though they were leading 28-3, where the guy caught it off of his helmet and somehow it didn't hit the ground. I mean, crazy stuff where you're like, oh, yeah. if you think it's rigged, how do you how do you rig a play like that? Yeah, you can't. I, I'm you just can't. like wondering how that happened. You can't. You know? And yeah. then there was another catch where I can't remember who it was, but you know, the mm-hmm. caught caught the ball and then froze in place with his tiptoes right in the exact spot where it needed to be without going out of bounds and then fellow. I mean, it was just, wow. You know, the type yeah. of control. So anyway, it that was just, stuff is amazing. It was amazing. Now here's the, here's the interesting thing. And I mm. believe this is accurate, but I have seen, um, it was like a gazillion years ago. Yeah. When the Detroit lions were playing the San Francisco 49ers, it was like 1957 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Detroit lions beat, the 49ers uh back in the Barry Sanders era. Yeah. And it was like the 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 score was like the same. Oh, the opposite. Some, they did the same thing. Yeah, it was like wow. it was anyway. That's pretty wild. So, yeah, uh 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Um I'm glad that uh Baltimore uh, had a bad game because <laughs> I feel more comfortable with KC. San Francisco against KC uh-huh. than them against Baltimore. So yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm uh, rooting against KC, not because I don't like their quarterback who's otherworldly, but I'm sorry. You don't Travis like Mahomes? Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Oh, I like Mahomes. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's, it's the Kelsey dude who's taken more money than his salary, that's the rumor, uh, from Pfizer to promote well, and, and this whole Taylor, deadly injection. This whole dumb Taylor Swift thing, too. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about Kelsey, with or without oh, Taylor. Oh, I know, I promoting know. Promoting that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean. That's what they do. I, I just, you know. I, I just can't give a pass on that one because it's so obvious now. No it's pun like, intended. How do you not know what you're promoting? Oh, I, I, the money's eh. good. I'm sorry. I, I don't like the yeah. character of a Travis Kelsey. Yes, I'm being judgmental right now. I am. I'll be honest. I don't I don't <laughs> think you can defend that that kind of you're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, no, at this point, there's so much. Yeah, uh, just sorry, dude. 
not not going with you okay. on that. All so right. go, well, go go Niners. You know what? I'll welcome your your uh <laughs> your support. Absolutely. So anyway, looking forward to that. So for all the people who don't care about football, thank you for humoring Yeah, thank us you for, for indulging us just for a moment. I had to ask Super Don some questions because I, I wasn't able to do a lot of football. It was mom's birthday weekend. We were hanging out. I watched some of the game, but uh, we were more in, in, well, in celebration and mode and dancing mode. You know, it's funny because uh, your wife was watching the game. She was totally watching And she it, texted yeah. me. She did? Right after oh the game gosh. was over. And she's like, woohoo, you know, 49ers and stuff like that. And then she then she messaged me to let me know that you had not seen the game yet, so don't. But you had recorded it, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, so I won't say anything because yeah. I, I, I very well could have." Um, do I have she, the best wife ever? I mean, to she do that, right? Totally protected your your ability. Should you have chosen to want to watch the game, she made sure that I didn't ruin it for see, you. That's see, that's not the same woman I married all those years ago. I'm like, <laughs> who is this woman, and what have you done with my wife? I love it. There but, you go. But <laughs> I've talked about this over the years too uh, when she wrote down in an exercise before we met and married, uh, you know, the, the attributes, you know, what would I want as a mate? Right. And if you've ever done this exercise, it's pretty amazing. And she's like, but I don't want someone to be like, I don't want them to be a sports fanatic or, you know, you become a, a sports widow, that concept where they just completely unplug. And I've always enjoyed playing sports and even watching sports and appreciating the excellence therein. But I don't think I was so obsessed that she lost me during those times so much. But at the same time, I never put on you know my list. She has to be a sports fan and watch football and baseball with me. I was never part of it. But it was like 30 years into the marriage. She's like, thanks to COVID, which screwed everything up for her because in, in a good way, I would say there's some good stuff that happened that. You watch what was happening politically and nothing was going according to what we would consider right and wrong. And she's like, I need to unplug from this and find like a, a square box where there are rules and they're supposed to follow the rules. And that's what got her into it. At that time, she appreciated very much that I know some of you say it's all rigged and stuff. This is not necessarily WWF, but <laughs> it, it, it's been a, a fun thing that we can enjoy together. And when we can unplug from, you know, sometimes the serious issues of health freedom or even the politics associated with it, which is to say, I don't like doing politics, but when it comes to people who believe in our fundamental freedoms that come from a far higher place in government, I'm going to let you know about those people like Jonathan Ebor, uh, you know, and occasionally we'll talk. We can't avoid it in this calendar year of presidential politics too, but it's not the main focus of the show, but we're going to have to, you know, occasionally hit those issues. But fundamentally, it's not about R versus D or left versus right. It's about who is supportive of your fundamental freedoms and who wants the government to take your freedoms away. That, that to me, is the litmus. Not everybody's there, I know, but that's where I'm at. Right. And I'm upfront about that. I like it. Yeah. When I think in, in all of our disagreements, Super Don, we agree there. I actually have no idea what you just said. <laughs> I was reading. Somebody. Anyway. Yeah, of course. Never mind. You agree. Um, just nod your head. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, it looks like we're, we're, we're all good here over on uh, Rumble. Want to uh, yeah. say again hello and thank you to our uh, subscribers to the podcast that are listening mm -hmm. to us on the various different outlets that you can pick up the Robert Scott Bell Show podcast. Uh, I think we're all good here on, looks like on Facebook and Twitch and, uh, X is a ghost town at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, how are we doing on the website? 
uh, a look, but you never know what we're going to do in the bonus round because sometimes more often than not, I don't even know what we're going to do in the bonus round. And yesterday, you, you know, the my, bonus time is just, it's just once in a while, there's yeah. an agenda, right? Yeah. You know, we've got some unfinished business, mm-hmm. but it really is kind of just an opportunity for us to just whatever. Um, yeah. And if we're inspired by something that somebody said, then great. You know, if not, I mean, bonus time can last five minutes. Yeah. It can last 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what's going on. Oh, Annie. Look, Annie's yeah. back here. Hey, Annie. She says, A-O, I'm still ha- there. I think it's I think Not it's yet a, ghost. a ghost. Not yet a ghost. Okay. Yeah. Cute. We saw Annie for the first time in a long time when we did that early morning. Uh, the early morning show, show. yeah. Yeah, yesterday. It, How yeah. was the day after the show that in the morning, right? Um, it was odd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I worked on some stuff, but it's like my brain just, you know, my brain knew yeah. that I did not have to be sitting here mm-hmm. and that anything I was doing was more voluntary than mandatory. And so, <laughs> right? yeah, my brain convinced me to go sit on the couch and I dozed off for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, which is a treat, but, um, nice. but then I woke up and I was just like, oh crap. You know, then, then, then I, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you, mm-hmm. when you, you take a nap in the middle of the day and then you wake up and you're like, shoot, I got stuff I got to do. And then you try and get back into the mode that you were in previous and you just can't quite get there. Yeah. And, it's uh, that grogginess you bring back uh, with you sucks. from the nap. Yeah. yeah. But I All did right. what well, I had Thank to you do. for uh, not only waking up early, which you do already, but being ready to do a show like we did yesterday. And it was a lot of, I think a lot of philosophy talk, right? The, you know, it was, was not high agenda uh, a show other than celebrating mom's 90th and being there and uh, having her on the show a little bit to talk as well, which was fun and showcasing her, uh, some of the pictures from her birthday party. And the, how about that lineup, you know, waiting to dance with her? And she's mm-hmm. spinning and twirling. And even as she oh, came, yeah. came to me that, that night at the party going, all right, I'm done dancing. I'm tired. I'm like, <laughs> well, who's going to argue with that at 90, right? But then people kept coming up with her and she still kept dancing long after that video. And uh, then the next morning, she, you know, she was on the show and saying her bones were aching a little bit, but Hey, that's understandable at oh, yeah. just about any age to do that. Yeah. But she, she did Absolutely. great. Yeah. Yep. 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 A lot of fun. Pretty amazing. The spirit's still flowing. So that was, that was totally cool. Oh, Annie says, that's why I never take a nap. LOL. <laughs> I, yeah. And most of the time I don't, cause I, I just hate, I hate getting into that, that zone. Yeah, um, but it just it happens sometimes. All right, so tomorrow we've got Tracy Slepsevic in hour one. Yay! Heading into you know what the Autism Health Summit coming up. I will check and see if Ty Bollinger's around. We can always get him on an hour or two whenever he's available. Hey, you know I missed uh, uh, Jamie Dorley and Christine Glein. Can we get them on? Can we reach out to them? Um, yeah. Well, give them give them a heads up. Yep. You know, we got that uh, as availability too. So uh, anyway, say thanks to the folks at Nutritional Frontiers. If you haven't used the RSB 15 code or if you're a practitioner and you want to set up a wholesale professional account, including for their certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products, that's at CBDNF.com. Still fantastic. Uh, I love what they're doing. And you know, I learned a lot about the NRDMG product from uh, Dr. Uh, Judy Mikovits, and she's right. It's phenomenal. So they've got some great innovations going on weight loss, detoxification issues, things like that. And a lot of it's on sale and you can double dip with the RSB 15 code. So take advantage of that as well. And the Monaco, Monocore USA, that was an interesting machine and introduced to us today. 
very innovative. And I'm looking forward to integrating that somehow. Uh, so y'all, if anybody gets one of those, let me know. I'll, I'll be over. We'll check it out. Or maybe I'll get one. I don't know. <laughs> see. All right. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for today. Okay. Thank y'all for being here. God willing, we'll be back less than 22 hours from now with another broadcast healing episode of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, the Q Technology. Key technology. Oh, probably key. Is what that means. Yeah, I, I like I said, the technology is fine and I like it. But as I told you before, we had a question about that. Um, the guy behind it turned out to be a. Can I say turd? I, I mean, I just that's my opinion. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, that curtails my enthusiasm. But um, I still ho hold out for the day. We'll be able to access it again for everybody. Um, but the technology itself is fine. I have no problem with it. Still use it. Uh, just can't can't good conscience promote it based on what 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 went down since then um but uh as soon as we have something as good or better i'll let you know of course all right so, all right with that shall we sign off let's do tomorrow. it all okay. right see y'all thank you all right you ready mm, i am all right go ahead you, you go ahead <laughs>